0: And welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, and Lee, and I've just realised I set the timer five seconds too far in the future. That's fine. Ooh. Oh, it'll come out in the mix. How are we all? Okay, yeah, yeah, not bad. And what did we apart think apart of- from that five seconds of silence? <laughs> I can edit that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at editing things, allegedly. But how did we? How did we find Brazil? We uh, looked on a map, and there it was. Yeah, easier to find than Palau. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: It, it was. Um, eventful it was less eventful than previous brazils but still pretty eventful as far as um as far as grand prix this year have been been pretty eventful haven't they yeah Yeah. i i think that's up there with maybe one of the best races of the year it's it's yeah it's definitely in the top half of of yeah of, of races it's the best race
0: we've had in south america yes yeah I'm, t- I'm staying away from that one yes. future.
2: Isn't it crazy though that the really good races we've had this year have happened to be on really good race circuits? I reckon there's something in this.
0: <laughs> That's a bit conspiracy theory-ish. <laughs>
1: but yes, mm. there is that. Yeah. Although the Chinese Grand Prix circuit is not brilliant, is it? It's okay. That was that for me. Is still probably the best race of the season so far. Was that wet? No, was it not? No, I don't think so. It was when Red Bull decided. Well, it might have started wet, but that's when Red Bull decided yeah, yeah. they were going to plow their way through the field. Or? I it was
2: mixed. It mixed conditions. Possibly. One, I think, was that Ricardo win.
0: Yes. Yeah. When everyone thought Red Bull were genuine title contenders. Yeah. Oh, weren't we were young and naive back. I then. never
2: thought they were genuine title contenders. I think we may have mentioned mm, it early season. Maybe I can't remember. You've slept since then. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 you're, no, I just, you're, no, I, just I don't, I don't think I thought ever thought they were. Capable of challenging. Because Ferrari looked
0: so fucking strong, didn't it, at the beginning of the season? How yeah.
2: mm.
0: oh, things have changed. Um, Shall we do the team-by-team team now? Might as well, mate. Well. All right, uh, you've got Williams down here first. Stroll in 18th, Sorokin in 16th. They did get both cars across the line, um, however, out of the 18 finishes. Yeah, uh, only, only two DNFs, which... It's unusual for Brazil because you normally do get a bit of a higher attrition rate. Mm. And one of them was a little bit of a
1: farce anyway. Ericsson's retirement—I went to talk about Sauber, but Ericsson's retirement was probably because he ran off the, onto a curb on the um, on his way to the to the grid. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. No, oh, he grozhoned it. He, Gros- he may have grozhoned it. But I, I think that I think got, I that was still waiting for that to be confirmed. I
2: wonder if that was a result of the problem rather than the cause, though cuz like he he had issues from lap 1 didn't he so it might have been from
1: he had issues before lap yeah, 1 Yeah, from leaving leaving the pit lane yeah he had to they had to glue it on mm. super glue his diffuser on so
2: felt sorry for um Ericsson. he uh he deserved better this weekend
1: he did well yeah mm. he did very well especially in qual we'll, we'll get to Salva in a bit williams the first and stroll 18th sorokin 16th is it just me or were both Williams pretty much completely anonymous apart from the fact that we saw Stoffel Van Dorn passing them?
0: Uh, well, Sir Ockham wasn't anonymous in qualifying. No. Lewis has since apologised.
1: Yeah, there were a couple of incidents, weren't there, in qualifying which we could mm. talk about first, I suppose. Um, I was a little surprised
2: because with it just being an outlap, I can't remember like, so many questions about somebody getting a penalty for holding somebody up on an out lap.
1: That's why I think there was uh, no penalty, because Sorokin was on an out lap. Yeah. So I think he was winding up for a hot lap, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So oh, it was, was it coming up the hill, was it? Because
2: I, I think I missed the incident. Yeah, so
1: was Hamilton. Hamilton, they both winded up for a hot lap, but Hamilton slowed down before Sorokin did. Right, okay. Um, and it did kind of ruin Sorokin's hot lap, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I was surprised that Hamilton wasn't at least called to the stewards for <clears throat> for that. The the Raikkonen one was explained away by Paul Restra saying that Raikkonen didn't have to lift. Yeah, uh, if he'd had to, if he had to have lifted to go around Hamilton, you know, or mm. you know, take evasive action, he didn't. He just sort of went round him, um, kept his foot planted to the floor. So that's why that one wasn't there, wasn't an issue. Um, but the Sorokin one did look dangerous. Um, And like you say, Hamilton has since apologised. Had it been a flying lap, I'm pretty sure that would have been a slam dunk three place penalty. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and then there's scales gate
0: with the Ferrari. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get to that in a bit because the scales have uh, cropped up quite a lot in uh, stuff that happened this weekend. Mm. Mm. But apart from that, Williams were um, I think they're just on cruise mode till the end of the season. And
1: Rob Smedley is to leave, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. What do we make of that? It's Now that we've had another week to digest. Um, it sounds
3: like it's his choice and he wants to go somewhere else from what he was saying yeah. in his interviews. And it sounds like... Well, last year he had agreed that he wasn't going to go to as many races, hadn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. and then he turned up at
0: all the races. Yeah. I'd to go seen a race weekend without him there this year.
3: So I think... Possibly he's looking for a job where he can actually not go to all the races. Ah, Red Bull. Mm. Formula E.
1: <laughs> Formula E, yeah, maybe. You know, less races. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: it's... I think he just wants more, doesn't he? You know, it's... He, the team he, needs more. You can't... It, yeah, but you can't go from doing his job in Ferrari to going to Williams in the state it's in and being... Happy and satisfied with where you
1: are. Yeah, well, he was a step up for At Williams as well, wasn't he? From what he was at Ferrari. I mean, we discussed all this last week. I mean, he just obviously he was spoken to by the mainstream media mm-hmm. in Brazil, and like Dan said, it does seem like it's it's, it's his choice to go. Yeah. It Doesn't seem like it's acrimonious, does it? Like he's not. No. Do, there's there's no animosity from anyone. It's just um, Rob Rob's off, and Williams are quite happy to say, "All right, see you later, mate." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I
3: do do wonder how much is. Maybe him and Paddy Lowe having differences of opinion that just can't, yeah. can't solve Maybe. Yeah. irreconcilable
1: differences. Mm.
3: Which, which doesn't necessarily need to be unfriendly or anything yeah. like that. It could just be him saying, oh, This is I've, how I work. I, I've done what I can with this team. Yeah, We're, we're not going to work as a unit
2: going forward. So it, it could even be something. Away. There's two scenarios I can think of. One is that Paddy Lowe's on his way out. But, the con- the contract, but his contract is longer than Smedley's, and you'll find that Paddy Lowe might be leaving. So it might be uh, people
1: jumping, like I said last yeah. week. Or, well, Paddy, uh, Paddy Lowe's only in his second year, isn't he?
2: Yeah, I don't know how long the contract's for.
1: But he's very low profile. He's not like Paddy Lowe was at Mercedes, where mm. we'd be stuck in front of a TV camera every now and again. He, well, I think I've only seen him in front of a TV camera like, like once this season. Yeah, but
2: not- he's always been uncomfortable, hasn't he, with that side of Formula One. And realistically, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to be on television to do the job that Paddy, uh, Paddy Lowe is for. No, no.
1: He, he, uh, Smedley was doing that job, wasn't he? Yeah, the, yeah. the face, if you will, of Williams going talking to the press and that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I
2: still think that's that's Williams' big problem is not having a leader within that team mm. at, the, you know, at the at the sharp end of it.
0: But um, I mean, it, it is still Frank making all the decisions. It's just that he's not there doing the day to day stuff, which Claire Williams is. I don't even nominally I, running, but is Paddy Lowe running part of it as well? And that's the thing. I
2: don't. I bet. It's, I think it's a team run by committee. Yeah,
0: you know, I bet the decisions that that
2: are being made for Williams are all made in a boardroom. Mm. And I don't think. I'm not sure if that's the way to run a Formula One team because you need the person to be making the decisions to be the guy that's with the team. Yeah. at the races, knowing what's not even just you can. You can show everyone the bits of paper. But it's knowing the personnel, isn't it, and knowing who to listen to and who, yeah. who's who got the, the the right ear to have.
3: Yeah, the, though I'm sure Mercedes is a team run by committee. There's some very strong figures on that committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But there is no way their big decisions are not being made in a boardroom somewhere.
2: Oh, no, absolutely. But again, in within that team, it's clear that although there's some big figures in that team, nobody outranks a Toto Wolff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. louder maybe the chairman, but yeah, non-executive as a non-executive that, chairman, yeah, he's not yeah, yeah, yeah. doing. Lauda gets to-, to talk a lot. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's not doing the day-to-day running. Running of I, the think, I think he's
2: of- just. I mean, he's a similar. He's similar to what Schumacher was when he went back to Ferrari, wasn't he? You know, and he was on the pit wall and stuff like that. I think louder. Um. He's all, don't forget, he's also a really good person to have there PR-wise. I know it seems like a strange thing to say about Nicky Lauder, but people fucking love Nicky Lauder. <laughs> and he gets to
3: say exactly the opposite of what Toto's just yeah. said, yeah, yeah, yeah. which means that Mercedes' official press line is absolutely any story you want it yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think Mercedes have got Nicky Lauder just so that he doesn't go to Ferrari, to be quite honest with you. Possibly,
2: yeah. It, it could be um, like an Oasis way of managing it. I remember Noel Gallagher turning around and saying, being asked, what happens when Oasis release an album? And he said, we just throw a bottle of Jack Daniels at uh, uh, Liam and unlock the cage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, McLaren next. Ooh, sorry again. Yeah, difficult race for
1: McLaren, although we did see some actual uh, some overtaking and some, some good pace from Stoffel mm. van Dorn just the wrong strategy um, anywhere
2: not going to beat on Van Dorn, but it was a broken Alonso oh completely no he had no
1: clutch didn't he no he had no clutch oh
0: that that, um, that pit stop that Alonso made yeah when it took two goals to start the car. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He had, to, he had to stall the car to stop it, which which was he was then way too far ahead of his markers. <laughs> yeah. And then when he went to restart it, it didn't work.
2: If uh, if Van Dorn's taken that as a legitimate beating of his teammate, I think he's taken a shallow win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, Van Dorn was, was racing. He was
0: overtaking cars. Oh, he um, finished well. Yeah, yeah. 14th, well, then, was he 14th? No, 15th. 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 But... It's also just ahead of, 15th, one of the 15th, because he, got a, he crossed the line 14th, but he got a five-second penalty. Right. Yeah. Fignore and
1: Norum blue flags. Yes.
0: Yeah. And um, Which Alonso did
1: as well. Mm. He uh, also was... A, I think he stopped twice, Van Dorn, like,
0: really late on, which put him well back down the order after all that hard work he'd done. Yeah. So On the plus sign for McLaren, though, I think they can find a title sponsor for next year because with the way that Alonso's car sounded, John Deere should be all over it. Tractor company. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
1: Lando did well, though, in FP1. Lando did well in FP1
0: again. He was faster than Van Dorn. Well, I didn't see anything up to the race, um, but was Van Dorn just about last in everything? Uh, I think he was 19th
1: or something like that, and Norris was 16th, Mm. something like that. Norris did well in front of the camera as well on the grid walk.
3: Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, he was. So he, he's got a long career ahead of him, even if, uh, mm. even yeah. if the driving thing doesn't work. Russell work. Well, they had him doing the George
0: Russell role this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah.
2: While we're all uh, jumping on Lando's penis, I'd also point out the fact that he was packing the, the gear down again with the team about like late on in the evening.
1: On Sunday night, yeah. yeah. No, it's good. it's he, he's got that, and I'm not comparing him to this driver by any stretch of the imagination. I know, I know what you're
2: going to say, I think you're right.
1: Got that sort of Senna wanting to know every part of yeah. the team and exactly Schumacher, how, special, yeah. Yeah, how everything works. Not, mm-hmm. not just how the mechanics work, but when the mechanics put their tools down and put them away, what do they do then? i want to follow yeah. them and find out. La- wanna find Lauder-esque out is another good example. Yeah, Louder was, I think Lauder's probably the, the first to yeah. do that, wasn't he? Um, but, the uh, yeah, Schumacher, as you say, Schumacher, Senna, Vettel. Yeah.
3: I, I think it's being part of the team, isn't it, rather than being the team's driver. You
1: are a part of the team. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine Lewis Hamilton. He may have done, but as he, I can't imagine Lewis Hamilton as a young driver being like, okay, guys, I'll just help pack everything down. But
2: I think he might have done it as a young driver. But yeah. I think that's... The, well, the, th-
0: the thing is, when, when Lewis was a young driver, there was an extra pair of hands to help him pack everything down because you never saw him more than three feet away from his dad. Yeah, when he was <laughs> a young driver, yeah. Um, but like, he's...
2: Oh, fuck if it's gone gone i forgot what i was gonna say I was gonna say What's something else
1: about hamilton or norris
2: uh, about norris but it's gone
1: yeah but it's good to see that he's um you know he, he's there and he's doing he's doing things that you wouldn't necessarily expect mm. of a driver. i mean the tea thing might have been a whole big pr thing you know when when he was making tea a few weeks ago
2: oh my i think that that to me just screams of banter in a
0: yeah but you know, yeah quiet moment yeah, but the, good, for uh, so, good for social media, and as we know, he's good at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well he's very, very good at social media, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And also
3: he's the reserve driver, isn't he, if I remember yes, right. He yeah. Is, yeah. So he has to be there. And he doesn't have a proper job to do, so may as
0: well help, may as well help out, out. Help out yeah. get the tease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean on the on the side of him doing uh, doing all the all the FP one sessions now, it's good to say that McLaren are actually being proactive about next year already. Mm -hmm. Because normally when a team promotes a driver from reserve driver to a race driver, you still don't get to see them on track anywhere near as much as you think they'd need to be. Mm. And just for once, McLaren are actually getting this right with Lando taking part in... I think he's not missed an FP one session since the name No, no, not at all. Named him as driver for next season. Makes so. sense though, because yeah. neither of the drivers are staying there, so you know they can sacrifice our driver every weekend. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh one, one thing about Stoffel though, he's now been announced as uh, Mercedes simulator driver for next year. Oh, has, and has he? Force Indias. And Force Indias. Interesting. And possibly doing some work with Williams as he's, well. He's still doing Formula E as well. Still, he's still oh, doing yeah. Formula E for. for Mercedes. For yeah. Mercedes HWA Auto mm-hmm. Lab. I mentioned it a few.
1: Pods ago, but don't forget, Toto Wolff is a big Stoffel Van Dorn fan. Yeah, so
2: it. Unless I mean don't get me wrong, there's a, I'm sure there's loads of things that people will know, you know, in the paddock that we don't know as fans. But it strikes me as strange that for you know, if if there's any thought of bringing him back into Formula One after being so like ruthlessly decimated by a teammate. I don't think he was so ruthlessly decimated last year.
1: No. Thi- yeah, this this year, year has sucked. Yeah, mm. it has. But and You, and also you get this drivers year, who have one bad year. Yeah. And this yeah. year as well, um, Alonso got all of the new parts. Stoffel got nothing but <laughs> and was told to beat Fernando with no upgrades. Well, yeah, but we don't know that, do we? And was it this year as well that Stoffel had the floor problems, the floor issues? They yeah. think so, yeah. yeah. And had to revert back to the old floor yeah. for one reason or another. The
0: floor just did not bolt well to the chassis on Stoffel's car. It,
2: but I think that was more of a style thing. It just didn't driving suit. style. Yeah,
0: yeah. Didn't he also break the uh, break the chassis and he's back to the one that he used at the start of the season because he did get an upgraded one at some point. Yeah. And yeah, now he's on. It. Now he's on the one. I think for the last three or four races he's been on the one that he used uh, up to Barcelona, which probably see, explains things. You, the you pace. could
2: also you could also read that as McLaren like. For the little development that's gone on in that car, like developing the car, putting something on the car, going, oh, fucking alright. So this doesn't suit you well. Fernando says it's faster. You know, so there's, there's a fucking benchmark for you if Fernando thinks it's faster.
0: Yeah, yeah. But how much more experience has Alonso got than Stoffel? About 16 years.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I can't think of another year where I've seen a teammate struggle against someone like you know, so up against his teammate. So fucking like such
1: a In qualifying, definitely
2: such a golfing class there. You know, and it's I I'm, I don't think he's outraced Alonso. You know, or when when both cars have
1: been I'm not sure slow but back.
2: working. I don't think he's, I don't think he's actually beaten Alonso when there hasn't been an issue gone on.
1: No. But, again, as I say, I don't know about that. But I know he's definitely not out-qualifying him this year. Mm. And he's only got one race, obviously. I do, do I'm you right, totally it's a real shame. I, I, I'd obviously like him to do well. He seems like a really nice bloke. And it could well be that Mercedes or Toto Wolff or somebody in Mercedes has gone, look, the way McLaren have managed Van Dorn is quite poor. Mm. Uh, we can totally do better with him and get him back to where he was five years ago. Or well, th- three, four years ago.
2: I think it's more likely that they see probably an excellent Paffet.
0: It's, yeah, completely. Mm. Could be. Could know. still see him doing young driver's tests in 10 years' time. Yeah, mm. who knows?
1: Um, maybe one day he'll end up in a Mercedes Formula One. Yeah,
0: no. maybe. I mean, I find it weird
2: as well because when you consider that Mercedes turned around and said they were considering dropping their young driver program because there's, it's hard, too hard to get drivers into cars, they've got a young driver that isn't going to be on the grid next year because they can't they can't find him a home. Mm-hmm. For them to take in another Formula One driver, albeit a test driver, yeah. Um, it it sounds seems like Ocon's going to get the
1: reserve drive at mm. Mercedes, unless Russell gets that again as Williams driver. <laughs>
0: um, no, what was the what was the thing that I read before? It, I mean, it could well be that um, George Russell and Esteban Ocon split the reserve role for Mercedes and Force India between them. One, one of them, one of them, could get called up to a faster team. It would make I, sense
1: for either of them to just be chosen by one team.
0: I don't think
2: we will see Esteban Ocon in a Formula One car again if uh, having anything to do with Mercedes. I still stand by the my, yeah. by my thoughts that yeah, maybe uh, whatever. Total Wolf saying, "Oh, well, we we think it's better if if he has a sabbatical than stay in the sport." That's fucking ridiculous. Because if they thought it was better, uh, it was better to give him a sabbatical than putting him in a bad car. They wouldn't have put a green George Russell in a Williams. There it's, is that. It's PR. This that,
3: that's not necessarily true. Because what's good for Ocon at the stage of his career and what's good for George Russell at this stage of
2: his career could be very, very. You different have things. to be a special driver to take a year out of Formula One and come back.
1: Um, I saw a stat this weekend which surprised I'm sorry, me and be successful hence yeah. Grosjean yeah I saw a stat <laughs> this weekend that surprised me is that uh, well, it was on Saturday qualifying um, it showed Esteban Ocon and the stat came up Esteban Ocon has out qualified Sergio Perez in 15 of the 19 races so far oh yeah yeah
2: yeah.
1: so you know he's we were talking about Alonso van Dorn in qualifying but it's all about
2: points though isn't it
1: yeah there is that as well but that's you know You've got to do well on races on the Sunday at the yeah. end of the day. Um, but there clearly is something about Esteban Ocon which Mercedes want to retain. But
2: See, I see it as them losing faith. I see it as them losing faith and keeping him Because, I mean, we don't, we don't know what they're doing with them. Yeah. I think if, if they hadn't have lost faith in him to a certain degree, um, to, to end all this bollocks about what's happening with Ocon, they would have immediately turned around and said, he's our reserve driver for next year. No big story, no, like, Toto Wolff having to speak for five minutes to Sky. It would have just been, no, well, look, there's various options and we think it's better to keep him in-house this year. Yeah, yeah. And then that would have been all done. Yeah. And he has, the fact he hasn't been confirmed as reserve driver...
1: It uh, could, he could be Verline. he could, could be, be... Stoffel.
0: Yeah. No, but I would tell Motor Sports have a theory that he will be confirmed this week. Have they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You retweeted it. Five hours ago. No,
2: I retweeted um uh a oh,
0: new job as reserve test and same driver for both Mercedes and Force India and maybe Williams.
2: No, I retweeted the Ki Bits thing.
0: It was on the same tweet. Oh was it well, yeah. only I, ah. yeah. No, I was I was only
2: reading the bits a bit. <laughs> ah right, you didn't read to the end. Yeah. Right,
0: yeah. no, um no Auto Motor and Sport have um have it that Ocon looks like he's going to be getting the Mercedes reserve job. Don't get wrong. Along that makes with sense. Force India, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to be keeping him in house mm-hmm. with the engine, uh, and he'll be the reserve and sim driver for all three Mercedes-powered teams. Right? Okay. But well, I mean, I I still stand by that. I, a lot, I, I don't think a lot see of it. a lot of the, a lot of the problem about saying anything official about Ocon's future is. As ridiculous as it is, Force, In- Force India, Racing Point Force India, mm-hmm. haven't confirmed what their lineup's going to be for next year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all know that Lance Stroll's going to be driving the car. Yeah. So that leaves Ocon out of a job because they've already confirmed Perez. Mm hmm. But it's not been said. Of, it's not been said officially, and it wouldn't surprise me if there was still God knows how much contract crap going on over it, mm. and that's why nobody can actually say anything. It could even be like some sort of litigation because the because uh, it went into uh, administration. You know, yeah, there could exactly, be like
1: loose yeah. ends yeah. that need tied up there. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it could also be the case that if they, you know. Um, Racing Point Force India don't want to have an official empty seat, so they can't. Nobody can announce Esteban Ocon until they announce their lineup mm-hmm. for next, for, you know, for next season. And if they choose to announce Lance Stroll before Abu Dhabi, and then then I wouldn't be surprised if half an hour later there's an announcement as to what's happening with Esteban Ocon. Mm-hmm. Stroll
3: but I, is still contracted to Williams, isn't he? Yes, yeah. I would exp- so, so that could be an issue. So if Williams are going to announce a Polish driver, for example. Yeah. That might be them breaking contract with Stroll, which would be a very different thing to Force India announcing Stroll yeah. and yeah. breaking his contract.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. It's, it's one of these things that's going on to... On that day, everything will be sorted out.
0: Yeah. 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 There's one more domino to fall. Yeah. But... At the moment, it's being held up by lawyers.
2: Who would have thought Lance Stroll would have had such control of the driver
1: market? <laughs> <laughs> what a prick! <laughs>
0: I still don't think he's that good.
2: No, I, I don't think he's that good. I just I think it's going to be interesting no, to joking. see he's, how good he is. No, he he.
1: If you look at, uh, been saying that exactly th- the there same are thing signs about, of a good driver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, been saying the same thing about Stoffel van Dorn mm-hmm. and his excuse me his junior career. If you look at Lance Stroll's junior career, it's impressive. Um, so.
2: I think Dan might be right I think it might just, he might have just been brought in slightly too young
1: yeah. yeah yeah one season too early perhaps for him it worked for Verstappen it worked for a couple of other drivers yeah. it might not have worked for Lance No, I think
0: I think he needed a year in F2 as well yeah because mm. going, going from F3 to Formula 1 it's a hell of a job did he,
2: yeah but he did European F3 didn't he yeah not, not, not GP3 No GP3 yeah See, I, I, think, yeah, I, I think I think that like the last year in GP three and then this year in GP two probably would have been and the if way he,
3: if he'd done well in GP two this year, then everyone's view of him would be very different yeah, yeah.
1: because however Williams wouldn't have all that millions that the, that no. the Stroll family yeah. have given them and maybe And probably couldn't afford George Russell. Yeah exactly and maybe Mr Stroll wouldn't have put the money in for Force India if missed, if Stroll junior was not in in a Formula 1 seat already. Yeah. So. I'm
2: almost convinced that Williams have to pay precisely nothing for George Russell. In fact, I think they get handsomely rewarded <laughs> <laughs>
1: compensated. <laughs> Yeah, anyway,
0: we were talking about McLaren, we've gone off on a massive tangent. So How we've actually, unusual. We've actually gone away from we've gone away from McLaren on a tangent, not gone to McLaren on so a tangent. So who's next? So it's Renault next. Uh, Hulk a very early DNF. Very disappointing for Hulk because it looked like he was going to have a strong race after a poor qualifying. He
2: did a swear.
0: Yeah, he did do yeah. a swear. Did he say heck? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. hell in heck.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think it was blinking heck at one point. <laughs> heck in hell. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know I don't know what made him retire the car but thankfully it was um, an imminent failure wasn't it that we were having on the car and he's told to box yeah what was uh, what was it situ- situation 12 box and retire yeah mm. um, which I believe
1: somebody I can't, know, I can't remember who posted it somebody posted on Twitter that that is a power unit failure so they've but with, there's only one race to go you don't want to take engine penalties at Abu Dhabi, I suppose, do you?
0: Right. Well, the, the official line from Renault, and uh, thanks to Sean for posting the article with all the quotes up just as we're recording the podcast. So Huzzah! I can, I, can, I can quote that on here. Um, Hulk's words, it was a shame to retire from the race, but the difficult call was made to stop due to excessive engine temperatures. These aren't healthy for the power unit, so it wasn't worth the risk carrying on. Yeah, so it was a mm-hmm. power unit. Imminent power unit failure. Yeah. So w- once again, cooling problem with a Renault engine because that's something that Red Bull have had this year.
1: Yeah, but only one Renault man had a, had a cooling issue. Sainz was um, terrible in, in qualifying, wasn't he? And um, he was both. Renaults actually had that early battle. It was amazing. Two cars yeah. side by side, like for was it the first or second lap, they was just like they were showing how
3: teammates should fight. Yeah,
1: yeah, this is how teammates should race. And then was it Sainz who lunged at Hulkenberg a bit stupidly, Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit silly? If I was Harris, I'd be watching that going, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, science did well. Took a swipe at him. Today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sainz did well though uh, race-wise. Yeah, you know, I think he did um, quite honorably. Yeah. Um, but again, I think Renault were victims of um, two stopping. I think science had to two stop. But the um, it, the points were
0: definitely on the cards for, for Renault at one point. And then they weren't. Yeah, just just didn't didn't work out that way again. Tara no, no. Um Sara Rosso Started Was it Hartley on the Mediums? Yeah. Which which Dan said on the
1: blog was going to be either a a really good idea if it rains or a really terrible idea if it doesn't. Turned out to be quite a good idea because the Toro Rosso's ended up fighting between themselves just outside the points. And had shenanigans happened a little bit further up Mm. the road, that would have been points for Toro Rosso. So that was a brave decision and it worked out well. However, amongst their scrapping, Carlos Sainz got in between them. (laughs) Do we still
2: we still look at what Toro Rosso are doing as a good indication for that there's good things coming for Red Bull?
1: Yeah, um, did you see what um, the post-race interview with, I don't know if it was, was it Martin Brundle who said it, about about are having <clears throat> twice the mileage in pre-season testing now. Wow, Toro Rosso, well, well, they will have. Toro Rosso and Red Bull, both running Hondas mm. next year, they'll have twice the feedback, twice the amount of mileage. Yeah. Um, so they'll be able to develop that engine a lot quicker mm. than they have been when they've only been in one car
2: well let's not forget that Honda wanted to supply another team didn't they when they were when they had McLaren and yeah. uh, Ron Dennis Ron vetoed said
3: no.
1: yeah Ron said no
2: yeah
3: and then they were going to supply Sauber
1: yeah and uh, Fred Vassar ripped that said contract well. up yeah and said we'll sign with Ferrari to become a junior Ferrari team
2: <laughs> which <laughs> in uh, hindsight Fred Vasser like made wh- the right quite call a good decision. Yeah. <laughs>
1: when you look at this weekend yes Fred, Fred Vassar made the right <laughs> yeah. call um it's Christian Horner said uh, on the grids that, you know, we should have more power next year. Mm. That's interesting. He's obviously got an insight. It's a bit nebulous.
2: Everybody should have more power next year.
1: <laughs> well, no, because he's switching from, they're switching from the Tag Hoyer engine.
2: Oh, to, so, so, yeah. To, well, to Honda, that, Yeah,
1: you know. Yeah, but it's 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 well documented that the Honda engine is down on horsepower, the deficit to Renault, is bigger than the deficit from Renault to Mercedes, for example. Yeah. Um, so for them to have, say they're going to have more power next year, it, relatively speaking, that should mean that the Red Bulls are able to keep pace with the Ferraris at, at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Mercedes as well. That's... Are we, are we genuinely going to see a three-way fight with a Honda-engined Red Bull, or is it there's going to be this more talk from Honda where, well, oh, this Honda's really good, but the second they get them enough power out of it, the engines go bang. It's, I'm saying nothing until after Melbourne.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I think we'll be able to tell at pre-season testing whether there's a chance yeah, of and, something happening.
1: Yeah, yeah and Paul Duretta was saying that the, the Red Bull chassis they're using mm-hmm. now... The, everything they've got at the moment, they're mm. as close to the 2019 regs as they possibly can be yeah, without yeah. breaking 2018 wow, rules. So they have the least amount of change out of all the teams to do. The only thing I would when say it comes is to 2019
2: is the, how is like is Red Bull having a good chassis next year? Is that going to be a surprise? Is it to is no, but is that going
1: to be a surprise to anybody? No, no, but is it going to be enough? That's what I mean. I mean, they they're annoyed with Renault just sort of blowing engine left right and center i mean honda even even at toro rosso this year when they've turned that wick up like mm-hmm. all right let's give them a bit of extra power the next race they've had like 38 place penalties yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean mm. <laughs> so it well, what was the st- statistic on saturday was that brendan it was his brendan hartley's birthday and it was one of only uh, it was one of the uh, five races this season he's had engine penalties more than anyone else mm. Mm. See, the only thing I worry about as far as Honda goes, because
2: they're going to bring a uh, new engine in next year with new components, all that, blah, blah. We've heard, we've heard it all before. Yeah, we have. Every time this has happened, Honda engines will start going pop again. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's why we'll know in preseason testing, if they bring this engine, which is supposed to give them like Mercedes and the, um, Ferrari horsepower... And all of a sudden, we see Red Bulls and Toro Rosso's getting wheeled back into the garage and not being able to take part in uh, in like a testing session because they're sat in the garage with laptops plugged into them. Mm. Um, we're gonna know it's fucked. Yeah, waiting for something
1: to come from Japan on the DHL overnight.
2: Yeah, I yeah. also I, I worry that here as well that if Honda can't just if Honda can't sort it out this time, they're not just gonna have, make themselves look stupid. They're gonna take two teams off the grid. Because I, I do, Hon, um, Red Bull will not do a McLaren. It's not in Red Bull's interest to stay in Formula One with a with a broken car. You know, if, if say let's say worst case scenario, and Red Bull end up where McLaren were with where for the first couple of years with Honda, well, years with Honda engines.
1: But they signed a two year contract, haven't they? Which is a bit auspicious because it's almost like they've got a plan
0: ready. They can't sign any longer than the end of twenty twenty. Yeah. 'Cause there's nothing in place. Uh, there's course. no agreement there's yeah, no Concord
1: yeah. agreement in place. I was thinking it was a bit suspect because they're, you know mm. well, two years. So, is a saying bit that, I think
2: one. there's like isn't there sort of nebulous contracts they can do? Because like Leclerc, for instance multi year agreement. Yeah, Leclerc signed till after twenty twenty one. So I think it's 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 one of those ones of where they you will be you will be an employee of Ferrari. You know, or you can do yeah. agreements in principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And you can also do pre-contract agreements. Yeah, yeah. it'll it'll be but an. Op- that's
0: embarrassing when that happens. <laughs> it'll be an. It'll be an option, but the option will be taken up subject to the concord agreement being yeah. put in place, yeah, yeah, and that's that's, it, w- yeah. that's when it's a compulsory option. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. You can also do things like if my contract is not renewed by
1: this time, I'm a free agent. You know, mm-hmm. or you know, things like that. So when the Concord agreement's in place, oh, guess what? It's, we're still within the window of renewing your contract. Mm. So it's being renewed and we're staying with you.
2: The only other, other issue I have with the idea of the, the mileage, you've got uh, Max Verstappen as the most experienced driver. Oh, sorry, team. is Danny Kvyat going to Toro Rosso? Yes. yes. Right, so he's, he's got some experience underneath him as well. But still, considering he was chopped out of, uh, out of Formula 1 for a bit, he's probably got the same experience as Max, maybe, in time? One extra year, I think, Yeah, probably.
1: Um, so that's... Two extra years, but then he's but had one, a year out. One, of, one, of, one yeah. of those
0: was driving a Ferrari simulator, though. Yeah, yeah. but when you... This year.
2: When, wait, mm. Honda had, as far as feedback goes, it, at one point... They had Fernando Alonso and Jensen Button giving feedback. Yeah, and that made absolutely no difference. Two people that are fucking known for uh, their development work within teams. Yeah,
0: that two world champions that are yeah. known for their development work within teams. Yeah, but on the on the negative side of that, they all, um, after watching Grand Prix driver, you also had a team giving feedback that was like a bunch of headless chickens. The drivers can the drivers can say what they want, mm-hmm. but the technical guys at McLaren appeared not to have a clue what was going on because of the state of the team.
2: Yeah, I, don't, I think the, there was a lot. Of the con- World Garden of Honda didn't help there either. I there, don't was a, think. there was a
0: lot of constraints being put on Honda as well, with it must fit into this size back end because this is what we you know. Talk we, about
1: McLaren again.
0: Yeah, we've mm. got to, we've got to have the size zero.
1: Yeah,
2: because that's definitely not going to happen in
1: Red Bull. No, it hasn't. Apparently, the, with Toro Rosso, they just said, "Look, tell us where you want the yeah." yeah. Where I you want the power with unit. Toro
2: Rosso, I do not believe that's going to happen with Adrian Newey. I've said
3: it before. I said, I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this year was basically a year of testing the Honda oh, yeah, engine yeah, and yeah. working Abs- out what absolutely. to do next
2: year. But it, I, I can't believe on the uh, on the that crazy off chance that Honda don't produce a world class engine. I don't believe that uh, Red Bull will sacrifice their chassis advantage because they know they have that. They have that chassis time in their pocket and they're not going to compromise the aero on their car. And uh, They're going to turn around to Honda and say, "Right, well, you need to make this work with this.
1: Which will completely devalue everything they've done with Toro Rosso this year, which make it pointless.
2: It would have devalue it. at your mileage, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but then if you then turn around and say, well, now all everything you've been working towards, are we now going to move the goalposts?
3: Do, do you not think that... That's great, oh, Okay, half the size. Red Bull mm-hmm. can't tell Toro Rosso what to do because they're different teams, but do you not think that maybe Red Bull would say to Honda, we would like to know if the engine will work with this size p- part? Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and
1: yeah. They're allowed to talk to future engine manufacturers once they've uh, signed a the contract. Mm-hmm. And Honda will
3: say to Toro Rosso we've got a customer who wants to know if our engine will work with this size part. Any chance you could build a part that size and test it?
1: Yeah, but... There's, there's... That's probably not against the rules. <laughs> it's probably not
2: against the rules.
1: And John Todd was just listening gone, motherfucker. But I can't help...
2: <laughs> I think you'll find that was lame, motherfucker. Um, I just don't... <laughs> I've got such little faith in... Them getting this together—that maybe I'm jaded by the whole Honda
1: yeah. experience. Jaded by the Honda McLaren experience, yeah. but I mean, I don't think it's been that much better with Toro Rosso. Yeah. They, they've had apart the from power. making Jensen
2: Button another world champion, another champion this weekend. Well done, yeah, Super GT, well Jensen.
3: Yeah, I just think that given that McLaren screwed up that way, Adrian Newey, who knows his shit, must be aware that if he Tries to build things too tight, the engine might go pop, mm. and it has done for other teams. They and that, may
1: have to look at their philosophy slightly. Yeah, that that you have the blind Do you
2: have the blind optimism of a lamb going for his first van ride? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, right, let's get controversial. Force India, Perez, uh, Perez,
1: disappointing.
0: Tenth
1: Should have, could have been better. Could have been better, especially as Force India was quite quick on the straights.
0: Mm. Also, Esteban Ocon would have us believe. Mm. Well, the Ocon, uh, his car was fast in the S's as well, Also, so he uh,
1: thought. Well no, well, no, it was mm. fast on the straights, which is how he got alongside Max Verstappen. Mm. And when I saw the incident, I was like, at first I thought, oh, what has Max done now? And then I saw a replay of the incident, and mm. I thought, oh, wait, hang on, that's kind of... He He's like, is Ocon unlapping himself or, or, or what's going on there? But then on hearing Ocon's post-race comments as to his explanation, I'm not on Ocon's side and I'm not on Max Verstappen's side when it comes to collision. I think I'm on Lewis Hamilton's side where he said Ocon had nothing to lose. You should have known that that might have happened, and the, in all fairness, the team should have worn. He, won he max. says he
2: had nothing. Yes, he, he said he had nothing to lose, right? Let's say, just just for instance, yeah. Let's say he got past two and seconds. The tyres put, put your already, tinfoil the, hats on now. The tyres had already gone off. You know, as soon as soon as he got in front, and he was there. He he was going to be held up on the around the twisty bit again until he actually got himself unlapped. He had Lewis Hamilton two seconds behind him fighting for a win. So to say that he had nothing to, uh, that he had everything to lose by hang, hanging back, I think he did have everything, uh, everything to lose for hang, by hanging back. I think he, he had the, he had what
1: to lose? No, no. Lewis Ocon Houghton had Houghton. nothing to lose. No, Ocon, Ocon yeah. The Ocon had, had everything to lose. to lose.
2: He did have everything to lose, but he also had everything to lose staying behind if he was held up.
1: Yeah, which is what I mean. That's exactly the point I'm trying to make. Ocon had, Ocon trying to unlap himself. He came out of the pits about two laps before. I think it was two laps before Ocon the incident.
2: also had nothing to gain because he was never troubling the points. That
3: is not entirely true, as someone on Reddit pointed out.
1: Yeah.
3: If he was ahead of Verstappen yeah. and there was a safety car, he'd be allowed to unlap himself.
2: Right. Uh, yeah. If there's So, so yeah, he could have... That is absolute bollocks because Not, you, you I don't think that was in his head
1: no but, of course no. it was but wasn't. that is something to but Max to was on the softs okay Max was on softs and he'd yeah. stopped like 10-15 laps before mm-hmm. that Ocon had come out of the pits uh, behind Verstappen a couple of seconds behind him on the supers the yeah. faster tyres um, was catching Verstappen over the two laps came on the team radio I'm in DRS can mm-hmm. I unlap myself yep crack on do you know, what, do you know what
2: I think happened I think he had tyres on him that were, that, were quicker, that were quicker because they were new I think that, that advantage was only going to uh, last a long time. I think you've got Esteban Ockham, which is a very upset man about the fact he's not going to be in Formula 1 next year. And he saw a man that he's raced in junior in junior series that is going to be on the grid with him next year in front of him. And he thought, I need to unlap myself behind Max Verstappen to make a and, point. Ru- and run off into the distance to show everybody how good I am. And I he agree. didn't. He fucked it. One yeah. thing
0: that I can't work out is, when it looked like... It looked like he wasn't going to get past him at the start of the S's. It mm-hmm. um, was still about three quarters of a car length behind Verstappen.
2: Yeah, he didn't He didn't. owe... Uh, Verstappen didn't owe him any room. Why didn't he hang on
0: two corners, stay within a DRS. the second? There was another DRS zone yeah, coming and up. and he's got and a if,
2: fucking Mercedes lump in the back of his yeah, car. and if he's yeah. got a
0: car that's fast in a straight line, yeah. new tyres, yeah. um, light on fuel... Mm-hmm. You're gonna be you're you're faster than the car in front of you. Don't get me wrong, yeah. Ocon shouldn't. Why have... why he didn't do that? That was bad racecraft. It me. was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ocon shouldn't have been
1: taggling with a race leader, but at the same time, Max should have I, been I, aware that he was there.
3: I disagree. He sh- in that corner, he shouldn't have done it. But yeah, you. You should be able to overtake anyone on the track if you're faster than the yeah, race yeah, leader, not, or, not, or not?
1: Yeah, but not tangle. Not like oh, they might, that might work. Mm-hmm. You know, with a race leader, yeah. Yeah. it should be a nice, clean pass. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. which he could have got on the following straight. Yeah, or the next lap. Yeah, you know, if he was that that much quicker. Because again, he put the supers on. The supers were good for like what twenty laps. Yeah. Uh, so he had another eighteen laps. But I, c- I can see from his race his race point of view that had he got past Verstappen. And had managed to sort of build a gap. Then there's somebody who's going to pit around his window. He could make he quite easily make up a few places by not being stuck behind Max Verstappen. I don't think he'd have been stuck behind Verstappen for that long. Because the the other thing to think is here, as soon as those
2: tires started going off, all he had was straight line speed, and the Red Bull was so quick in the twisty bits. Yeah, but for twenty laps, he could have been ahead of Max Verstappen. I don't think he'd have stayed a lap for twenty. I think there was another two, another couple of laps in those tires, and He's Verstappen would have been quicker. Yeah, no,
1: but but he had... Two laps before he just I, stopped and they were good for 20
2: laps. Never thought of saying this. I'm back in uh, Julian Palmer's take on it Yeah. where he said the, uh, those tyres are good for uh, for four laps of pace, which would have you quicker than a car that is quicker than you. After those laps, you won't be quicker than that car anymore. You'll still be quicker. You'll be quicker than... By the taking o- so much out of them. No, but you'll be, you'll be quicker than the other cars around you that are in your ballpark but you won't be quicker than a fucking red bull or a mercedes.
1: Yeah, I can understand that if, if it's uh, if it's you know at a blistering just, pace. Just
2: just the fact just the fact a Toro Rosso caught sorry, just the fact a Force India caught a race winning Red Bull should tell you how much he took out of those tires.
1: Yeah, but the, he was on the faster tires as well. Yeah, no,
2: but but the just the fact he was doing that should tell you how much he's took out of those faster tires getting there.
1: Yeah I, it's In my eyes, Ocon's allowed to try and unlap himself, but the way he did it wasn't right. Mm. Um, I, and I do t-
3: think the race leader deserves more respect than of he, course gave he them. does.: I tell you or, what, or anyone that you're unlapping yourself. If against. it
2: was Lewis Hamilton or Sebastian Vettel, he A wouldn't have tried to unlap himself, uh, and B, if he'd have done the same thing, he'd have already been fucking hung by now by somebody there have been penalty points, there'd have been fucking grid penalties for the next race.
1: Yeah, I mean, he got the most harshest, Ocon got the harshest penalties before a disqualification, a 10-second stop go.
2: Yeah, no, but I mean, mean, into the next race. He didn't, you know, the... uh, I just can't... Like, I, I know anyone that listens to this podcast regularly will know I'm not the biggest Max Verstappen fan. I enjoy watching him do exciting races like this but I still wonder whether he can ever be world champion because I wonder whether he can string the whole thing together. Yeah. But I will definitely defend him on the fact he gets the shitty end of the stick when it comes to penalties every fucking time. He does, yeah. And he, the fact that this he's leading a race, he's leading a race that nobody thought he, the Red Bull were going to compete in in a season which hasn't had the fucking greatest of... Um, Form for Red Bull all the way through the year, like I just I can't understand the um I can't understand the defense of Ocon in any way, shape, or form for this. I know I'm in the minority because I like I did I did a little poll today just for a, it was just for up oh, for ten hours, so I should have done it yesterday really. And
1: uh, if I, I just... can understand the defense of Ocon, but what I can't understand is why he
0: did it where he tried to do it. There were, there were better places for it if you're going up against a leader that is trying to hang yeah. on to a two-second lead. Absolutely. Yeah. Ocon wasn't right, but neither was Verstappen.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's how I see it. Um, and then Shovegate? And the, yeah, and then Lewis Hamilton talking to Max Verstappen in the cool-down room afterwards. Because, so, again, Lewis Hamilton was, what, two and a half seconds behind? He saw the whole thing happen, mm. and he, he said he wasn't surprised by it at all. Which I don't know. That's, does that say more about Ocon or or or, or what Lewis thinks of Verstappen? But um, the um, that's what Lewis was saying to to Max in the cool down room was that you know you have to be aware that that might happen. Uh, you had everything to lose. Ocon had nothing to lose. Yeah, Max's Max's reply being silent. But then Dan said he said something in a post race interview, which was which was something along the lines of. It's easy for Lewis to say that from second place.
2: I, yeah, I think that's right as well, and it's also easy for. Um, it is, but I don't think that collision would have happened with Vettel or Hamilton. No, I don't think it would have happened because I don't think Ockham would have gone for it. I no, don't think
1: he'd have even tried if it was it, Lewis. He certainly wouldn't have done. But even if he did, I think Vettel and Hamilton would probably would have avoided a collision and been and then been on the radar. What's this idiot doing? I don't.
2: I don't know if that have. The thing is. I think it would have been such a surprise that he was being attacked. That's the difference here, yeah. and that—that's what people aren't thinking of—is the surprise factor here. Of like, what the fuck's? Oh fuck! I've crashed. Well, the, you're, you're the engineer
3: what, should have been on the radio saying, "Ocon's got DRS closing on you." Yeah, uh, keep, keep an eye uh, out. I'd be for interested
2: him. to hear this fucking radio message as well because that was. Um, uh, Sh- um, up Marsh Naffnoyer is now, however, you pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah. He said that was a radio message. We didn't hear that radio message, and I would be very interested to know whether that was a real thing. <laughs>
1: what that he asked yeah. the team, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, can I unlock myself? Yeah, go for it. It's because it, I, I don't see why, why
2: it shouldn't be. Um, I just wonder, no, I wonder whether it was something that was put out because it was a quick defense of their own driver or
1: whether it was a lie. Yeah, I mean there are transcripts. The FIA usually put radio transcripts up, don't they? Yeah. We'll, we'll see, if we'll yeah, find but, that later. But after if you're the just pod. looking
2: at something that's PR, you can always say something. Uh, pretty much safe in the knowledge that probably no one's going to check your bullshit.
1: No, but if the FIA put transcripts up, you can check it.
2: Yeah, no, I'm sure. No, <laughs> I'm sure they're up there. But you say you would say something like that, almost convinced know, that just believes, no one's yeah, going to yeah. call
1: you on it. Uh,
2: we'll,
3: yeah, we'll find those transcripts, and if the message isn't in there. Mm-hmm. then we'll get in touch with Force India's press office and ask questions about that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that would be uh, well worth it. Just as an, as an aside, it is um, apparently the first major incident between a backmarker and the race leader since the 2001 Brazilian Grand Prix. When Montoya yeah. got run into by... Arrows. Was it an Arrows? Jos, Verstappen. Jos Verstappen. Was it Jos Verstappen? Yeah. Which um, I seem to remember at the time they were looking at... Um, physiological telemetry data from Josper apparently Wasn't it on
1: the same corner?
0: Uh, No, it was coming up to turn four. Was it? Yeah. Apparently he fell asleep for five seconds. Oh, dear. Was it a boring race? (laughs) Um, I I, I, I can't can't remember where I saw it. I think it might have been an F1 racing magazine. I think Kimmy does that, but finishes third. (laughs) (laughs) You can't tell if he's awake or asleep. He's got his Ray-Bans on. (laughs) Um, Best podium celebration ever, by the way. What? you missed the podium oh, the celebration with Kimi behind them. Yeah. <laughs> and then he puts it out on Instagram saying, I'm partying now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was in party mode, just a, a looking wholly unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll get to Ferrari a bit later
0: on. Uh, but... We will, but it's Has next.
1: Um... Yeah. I just want to say, before we move on as well, that the whole disrespectful pushing in, in the garage, that's for kids. It's not for Formula One drivers. Not condoning it at all. No. It's not right. It is
0: understandable. Yeah, but it, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. and it,
2: oh, I would also remind—I mean, don't get me wrong—I don't want fucking Formula One to turn into UFC, but
0: why? Because Andrew Rogan will be commentating on it.
2: I want Formula One to turn into UFC. <laughs> but, um, uh, all all people and fans say it's another one of those those things where people chop and change their their fucking minds on social media and the internet so often. But all people say is that they want to see human
0: reactions from drivers, and then you see one one driver get yeah, angry, yeah.
2: and it was oh, it's completely unprofessional.
0: Ross Brawn's actually said that uh, Max Verstappen showed he's not capable of keeping his emotions in check.
2: Um. Well, yeah,
0: is he a passionate Italian-American? No. Is, I is that a...
2: bad? Is that bad thing? Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, I'm with Lee on that. But it's, Alonso, you want, you...
2: Alonso's a, a similar type of fiery
1: character. Every, every year at the Belgian Grand Prix, it gets replayed Schumacher wandering into the McLaren garage to try and punch David Coulthard yeah. in the head. Yeah. Um, Very, very similar. Yeah, yeah, very similar situation. But the, um, you know, the...
0: That's televised. And at the time, it was just like, shouldn't do that. A world champion shouldn't be doing that. You also shouldn't try and punch someone in the head when they're wearing a helmet.
2: No, this is... Or with the size of the jaw that David Coulthard has. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I I run a quick poll about this as well. And I was in the minority because I... um, I'm kind of, yeah, I, it's, it's probably the wrong thing to do, but I, took, I completely understand what he was doing. Uh, my poll was uh, Max was in the right. 24% of people that took part in the poll thought he was right. Uh, Max was unprofessional. 57% of people thought Max was unprofessional. And 19% thought they should, yeah, that, uh, Max should have knocked his ock off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. So the net result, two days of community service for Verstappen. Oh well, which I think is—it's a suitable punishment.
3: It's—it's yeah. it's sending a message that mm-hmm. no, this kind of stuff doesn't fly, but also saying, mm-hmm. "Yeah, we understand. We understand your frustration." Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I also—I also don't think, act like that again. Uh, I also think the fucking myriad of tweets and um, interviews of quite sickening passive aggressiveness from Esteban Ocon was uh, a bit too much to handle. Yeah, it's he like he he basically walked out with a fucking fake
0: halo across his head and a tear in one of his eyes. You've really become less of a Knock on fan as this season's gone on. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember you used to quite like him when he first started for Force oh, India. Oh no, I do
2: I, I do. I just don't yeah, yeah. He hasn't done it. What have you done for me lately, Esteban? <laughs> <laughs> mhm. <laughs>
1: I think he's a very good racing driver. He just didn't show it in Brazil.
2: Yes, no, he, he is a very good racing driver. And again, even for all the stuff, he definitely deserves to be in Formula One next year.
1: More so than some others who are. More still so in than Formula some others, One.
2: but the thing is, uh, the difference there is, I don't believe he's good enough to deserve to come back. I think he deserves to stay and prove what he can do. I don't think he deserves. He's done enough to deserve to return.
1: And it's up to Esteban Arcon to prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's
0: got one race to do it. Yeah. yeah, this next 18 months are going to be interesting. Or two weeks' time. Uh, right, where are we next? Haas. Oh, yeah, I remember that. We've been talking about a major crash and didn't use the words Roman or Grosjean.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, And they didn't have a binary race again. Double points. Double points. Line of Stern as well, weren't they? Eighth, yeah, eighth, eighth and ninth. ninth.
0: Eighth for Grosjean, ninth for K-Mag. Not bad, it...
1: considering they've, they struggled like hell in Mexico and were the worst team, I think.
0: And then they were in the US... Really poor as well. Yeah, but Haas have actually said that Mexico is one of the worst circuits for them and they've had bad results in all three years, or the- mm. both years have been racing there. Uh,
3: am I right in thinking it was Ramon Grosjean and Ericsson coming together that ended up putting Ericsson out? Uh,
0: no, it was Ericsson and Magnussen er- colliding. Ah. Um, but Ericsson had no downforce on his car. Yeah, so... But yeah, Mag- and then had even
3: less. Yeah.
0: But yeah, Magnussen had um had a little bit of damage from the start when Ericsson had no grip. Ericsson had no grip. It's not really Ericsson's fault
1: for <laughs> I cannot believe yeah, Ocon's just slid down the scale and Ericsson's no, gone yeah. up. What's happening here? But the um it wasn't Ericsson's fault, um unless of course it was his fault that he had no diffuser when he arrived at the grid, in which case it was totally Ericsson's fault.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Magnuson lost a couple of places on the first lap when um, Ericsson pushed him wide, and recovered. Solid, solid race all round for Haas. Yeah. yeah, not bad. Uneventful. But yeah. yeah, pretty solid. That's, say. The, that's the kind of race that they need, especially Grosjean. Uneventful and point scoring. Well, yeah, uneventful and point scoring is just just to remind us that he can actually is capable yeah. of doing that. Is fourth place gone for them now? Is that is that I over? Think so yeah, I think it's gone. Um it's I think practically it, Renault's I I think it? It, I think if they get a one two and Renault don't finish. Yeah. Which That's is, yeah. gone then. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So um but no, another really good season for Haas. They've made a leap forward this
0: year. Mm. Um Oh sorry, there's there's 24 points in it, but I can't see Haas scoring twenty-four points. No, but it's so, the, the
2: new Williams.
1: Yeah, they could be, yeah. They, it it was a good race. They've had a they've had a strong year. Uh, I hope they do it again next year. Um You know, the the midfield's bunched up quite a lot this year and I hope it bunches up more. I feel it's a big year for, like, I can't... I think
2: I might have said this last year, but now I think this year, or next year, trumps what I was saying about last year. Uh, It's a massive year for a a few teams next year. Mm. You know, it's like half... You take out, what, Ferrari and Mercedes who are expected... Everyone else needs yeah. to... Who the, fuck, who the fuck is going to
1: be behind, be behind yeah, Ferrari and Mercedes next yeah. year? Well, it could be Haas. I mean, it, we've seen the best of the rest have been... Could be Sauber. Could be. It was, they were best of the rest, essentially, this this, yeah. this yeah. weekend. Uh, they were in qualifying, yeah. and uh, they were in race trim. It's just sad that we didn't see Ericsson. Is Sauber up next? Or? Uh,
0: yes, there will be.
1: Yeah, so we may as well move on and talk about Sauber, seeing as Haas didn't really do anything eventful.
0: Um, yeah, um, apparently Grosjean had damage from the first lap but I didn't see what caused that but Brazil lap 1 turn 1 it's always a mess because yeah, bits it's fast somewhere. and then it's tight yeah, yeah.
2: there's bits always going to fly off someone and your Grosjean so
1: it's going to yeah. happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly
0: at least he didn't damage a wall uh-huh. There is that. Which, which is good for him. Um, but yeah, Sauber next. Uh, Charles Leclerc in seventh, and most of Ericsson's car didn't finish, but a lot of it was still on, the, still on the track at the end of the race.
1: Yeah, Ericsson should have gotten more credit for the qualifying lap that he did. I mean, we all heard the radio message of Charles Leclerc didn't we, in Q2. Yeah. It's too wet, I can't do a lap on these tyres. And he said, uh, well, all right then, box, but we're in P12. He said, nope, I'm going to stay out do one more lap. Got it to P8. Yeah, you know, both Source made it through to Q three and then Ericsson outqualified Leclerc. Um just you know they were best of the rest yeah. in uh, let, let's not forget Ericsson started on the same row as Max Verstappen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um a a a marked improvement for Marcus Ericsson, who of course the news being that he's going to IndyCar will be racing against Fernando Alonso at the at the Indy 500. Yes. The, but um but the um yeah like Charles Leclerc mm. he, he's got the racecraft. He finished 7th best of the rest. He's got the racecraft to prove that he will be the real deal when he goes to Ferrari, mm. I'm sure of it. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to lie down and take things easy. No.
0: I think he's going to be fighting Sebastian really hard. Mm despite what Ferrari want him to do and he's becoming a hell of a lot uh, a hell of a lot better and more subtle on social media as Mm. well because yeah yeah, somebody posted a picture of his car with a lot of smoke saying is that Charles Leclerc he quoted that that, tweet with it is I Leclerc yes I saw (laughs) that so, for someone whose English wasn't brilliant at the start of the season, to now be quoting lines from eighties and nineties British
2: sitcoms—is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he—is he—is he friends with uh, Sebastian Vettel?
1: I don't know, but they both seem to like
2: British comedies.
1: Yeah. So they, they could be like watching an episode of Bottom mm. in the Ferrari garage next yeah. year.
0: <laughs> I, 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 re- I reckon that's part of the—you um, know when you—you you know when you start a new job and you get your information pack and you've got your like your staff handbook and. All your induction yeah. stuff, and I think when you join Ferrari, you know or join anything with Vettel, you now get a video of great British sitcoms in the last mm. thirty years. Yeah, I, and a low, a low. Just, just <laughs> quickly as
2: well, while we're talking about the I don't think there's any issue about him being number two before the beginning of the season.
1: Oh no, he probably, he probably will be. But
0: no, I, no,
2: I don't think he will. I don't, you don't think, think he will, he will be. be. No, no, I, I think, think
1: Ferrari might try to number two him, but I think he'll no, be. I think I he'll think, be too fast.
2: I think they are fucking far too, um, like, l- wanting a victory. Yeah. To worry about who it is that's winning. The days of, oh well, we don't want to win a championship with Eddie that Irvine. Guy. Yeah, The fucking those days are gone. I, yeah. I think the other thing is Charles Leclerc is a Ferrari. He's a Ferrari driver. driver yeah, more it, so than
3: Vettel. Yeah, if he wins, it's a someone Ferrari they've brought driver. up through the ranks. Yeah, yeah, not
1: just that. He was uh, he was a huge family friend and got into racing because of Jules Bianchi. And mm-hmm. Ferrari will be able to attribute the whole. Yes, to, yeah, 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 and
0: of course Ferrari was sort of massive in Bianchi's development as well because mm-hmm. he was with the Ferrari Junior program. Yes, he was. That's yes.
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, many years. The, yeah, f- you know, we were all talking that Bianchi was probably going to be a future Ferrari driver. So yeah. for Leclerc to do it, you know, as sort of mm-hmm. Bianchi's junior, um, when well, when Godson. Yeah, well, Bianchi was was, was helping Leclerc mm-hmm. through. The is
2: it Ferrari that are next
1: on our list?
0: Uh, yes, it is. Because we
1: might, we might as well go into this, because it,
2: it links quite nicely in from Vettel Leclerc. Vettel was shit. Yeah. Uh, this, see, this, <laughs> this, is the, this is the other reason I don't see him being number two, right? The championship's over now. He can't win the world championship. There's, there was still a chance for him to hold on to a, a chance of winning the Constructors'
1: Championship. Uh, Kimi was up there. Kimi was pretty pretty handy this weekend. Yeah. Vettel, Vettel was fucking awful. <laughs> didn't Vettel have car problems during the race? If he did, I didn't I didn't anything. I didn't catch it. But yeah, uh, Kimmy was, as you say, Kimmy was on it. And um, Arriva Bene, actually, we saw the pit wall thing, didn't we? The, Switching the, them over. The hand gesture. Switch yeah. them, Kimmy's faster.
2: That was a big decision, considering that Kimmy's off at the end of the year as well. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. yeah.
2: I'm still stand, standing by this that Kimmy is going to do one year in Selba.
0: Did Vettel have problems? Vettel did have problems. He said but he a was a bit to... <laughs> He was He was struggling to drive even on the straights. Struggling to drive? Yeah. Fast. Uh, the car was difficult, and I even struggled to drive on the straights. Race
2: driver excuses. The car was the car was difficult. Is race driver excuses? So yeah,
0: it wasn't
1: actually it, it, yeah. a, a problem that's been diagnosed. No. Like a misfiring piston, or you know anything like that.
2: And there was clear there was clearly nothing. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say there's nothing wrong with the car, but, because I don't know. But let's not forget that uh, Vettel's engineer radioed in and asked Vettel to drive faster. Yeah, can you said, go a bit faster? I can't go any faster. I'm going
1: as fast as I can. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, but I mean that it was quite telling. Well, you, you
0: must have seen it as well. The the Arriva Bene yeah, hand the hand uh, gesture, the switcheroo, yeah, yeah. switch them. Very Italian, yeah. but um, it's very baseball. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and, and then the tap on the shoulder to Kimmy's race engineer
1: afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, 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 wonder, I wonder how much of that was Kimi on the radio going faster than him. Let me through. I
2: stand by this. I've, this is my bold prediction is that Kimi is going to do one year in Selba. And come back. And Vettel is going to get battered by Charles Leclerc, <laughs> Leclerc next year and leave Ferrari and Kimi goes back to Selba. And that's why Kimi has a two-year deal for Selba.
1: Because he goes back to Ferrari.
2: Yeah, it's, he's he's in there as an insurance policy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not, which is... Um...
2: He's their button, but they found a seat for him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, congratulations, Sebastian Vettel, Super GT Champion 2020.
2: <laughs> also, just quickly, I know this has gone back a little bit because of Marcus Ericsson, but if anything, what uh, Marcus Ericsson going to IndyCar has properly true uh, proven that there is just a massive, big, fucking wide-open door if you're a Formula 1 driver wanting to go to IndyCar. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, Ericsson's been a Formula 1 for, what is it, five, six years mm. now?
2: Mm. Alonso's He's... bringing his own car. What? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that... So is it Red Bull up next? Uh, Yes, it is. Um, Danny Rick, great drive. Almost my driver of the day. I
2: think that was the best driver of the day.
1: I know Max Verstappen won official Mm. driver of the day. I think part of that was probably the sympathy vote after what happened
2: with Ocon. Mm. Yeah.
3: Uh, And because... He looked like he was gonna win the race in a red bull in a straight
2: fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. and he started oh, he, he he's a max great drive, start. but yeah. it wasn't
2: coming from eleventh to almost get on the podium.
1: Yeah. Fifth place to to, to first is, yeah. is is impressive, mm. really impressive. Yeah, yeah. But Danny Rick, admittedly, you know, I think I think he probably did a I agree with Lee, did a did a stronger drive, coming from eleventh mm. to like passing Bottas. The only issue hassling who we've just said how impressive Raikkonen mm. was, hassling Raikkonen right at the front of the yeah. Of the, of the race, it was only like what was it? Five seconds between them at the end. Less mm. than that? I think it was less than that. I think it was. I think it was closer to about three between the top da- four.
3: Oh, between Dan- the, Danny Rick was five point one nine three seconds behind the winner
1: Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, so five <laughs> seconds behind. Yeah, so that's it. That's yeah, really
0: special. Sorry, I thought you meant the the gap between uh, no, Ricardo yeah. and Raikkonen, which was point four.
2: Yeah. The the only difference I would say why I think maybe Daniel Ricciardo could have could have done better, I think in the same position, I don't believe Max Verstappen would have been stuck behind Bottas so long. I think I think Verstappen would have muscled away past. Yeah, earlier. Ricardo's a yeah.
1: bit more. That's the thing. Ricardo's a bit more
0: calculated. It's clean. Isn't it? It's
2: cleaner overtakes, and that's why, in my personal opinion, there's more chance of, uh, of Ricardo being a world champion if he had a decent card than there is Max Verstappen. Well,
0: Ricardo's overtaking style is break as late as possible, mm. but it's um, always clean. Get it, get it on. Get yeah. it onto the corner, and yeah, like you said, it's it's always mm-hmm. clean. Whereas, he always announces his arrival he's yeah the,
2: he he that being
0: said like he is the best overtaker of, like yeah. on Verstappen, the grid. Verstappen will go for a gap that may or may not be there sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't there might be a bit of scuffing the wheels but i'll try my best to get get in front of that yeah. guy with danny rick you know when he's gonna when he makes a move mm-hmm. that's because he's seen that he can make that move yeah. and he knows exactly what he's got was to do to Ric- make it ricardo
1: passing bottas was it or was he but, yeah, when he passed Bottas, it looked like Bottas was going to take the plates back. And then he just backed off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then um, but then they had a bit of a scuffle again. That They pursued Both. turns four because Bottas then had the DRS. I point
2: out Bottas backed off on the uh, on the second part of the S because if he'd gone for it, they'd have had the same accident that Ocon and Verstappen yeah. had. Yeah,
1: which is maturity of Valtteri Bottas yes. saying, I've lost that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saying I'd rather finish mm. fifth,
3: it? rather finish fifth than eleventh. at all. And, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, on. Just, hang on, that, that, just for the record, in a few in a few people' time, I'm not going to be praising Valtteri Bottas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I was a bit confused by Daniel Rick's penalty because it was a new it was a new turbo, but he got five places. I thought that was te- I thought it was meant to be ten.
2: Isn't uh, it a per component? Because isn't it like if you replace the the, like it, the, wasn't,
0: it wasn't the um, it wasn't the full power yeah, unit. No, yeah, not, I, th- I thought it was ten places for each component. Or am I wrong? No, on that? You I could, think you can, can done, replace like yeah. something within the
1: within the the structure of the uh, engine, for example, but without
0: breaking the seal. Yeah. But this was breaking but, the seal because it was an entirely new turbocharger, which is one of the restricted components, which is why you got the five place penalty.
2: Maybe it's a case that in most circumstances you have to replace like the turbo and the something.
0: Or maybe they looked at how sad he looked last week and said, "We don't want to see that again." It was yeah. also
1: the FIA that broke it.
0: Well, not an F, FI- the FIA, but it was it was, was, a Mar- a it was the marshals that broke it by um, pointing fire extinguishers up the exhaust pipe, and and the foam set in the turbo. I don't, I don't know if that would make
2: any difference to a penalty because if that made difference to the penalty because the marshals broke the car, then I'd suggest that he wouldn't have got a penalty at all, not just yeah. a lenient
1: one.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I I, I just thought it was. Um, 10 places for each component. Yeah, because he broke the rules, didn't he, at the very beginning of FP1, Danny Ricciardo. Did he? Did he not come out super, super early? Um, oh, yeah, he was, he was sat at the end of the pit lane for 10 <coughs> minutes because he knew by that point he was getting a penalty. Yeah. But that is because of the way that the penalty system works, where... You get out first. You get out first, you go to the front of the queue of people that have got the same number of grid penalties as you.
1: So he did an insulation mm. lap and came straight back in. yeah. yeah.
0: Which is what everyone does at the start of FP1 anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, w- he was sat at the end of the pit lane for 10 minutes before the lights went green. I do hope they sort these penalties out when the re- they're in the rule shovel happens for 2021.
1: Ross Braun said they're, they're trying they're mm. trying really hard to work out a fairer system for, for, for penalties. Yeah, t- so.
0: Surely the answer is constructors' points. Yeah, penalise the team, don't penalise the driver. Yeah. yeah. Unless it can be proved that it was something something that the driver did yeah, to yeah, break the, driver, the path. If the
1: driver crashes and, you know, breaks a gearbox, you know, clips the wall in Singapore and, you know, the drive shaft goes no, through I the ju- I No, I
2: think it should just be a blanket thing yeah. that, by like mechanical components are the team's responsibility. Driver etiquette is the driver's responsibility when yeah. it comes to penalties. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Just, you know, having a clean line, it means it's not muddled up. It means yeah. it's not convoluted.
3: And even if it's the driver no who's areas. hit the wall mm. and broken the engine, well, the team should have, Hired a better driver, shouldn't they? Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: Are you listening, Mr. Hass? <laughs> uh,
0: right, that just leaves Mercedes. And on to Lee's
1: point, which I know he gonna make about Valkyrie. He Bottas does not deserve to be in that fucking
2: car.
0: <laughs> so should Ocon be in it next season?
1: No.
2: I don't know. George Russell sure. should have been promoted straight to the Mercedes team. Stoffled hand on. Yeah, possibly.
0: I think Bottas was
3: given the job of driving defensively I
2: don't think he was he was capable of going quicker because he they, was
1: asked to hold up Ricardo
2: only only at one point I, but before that when was Kimi was it Kimi that was behind him at one point
1: oh yeah probably it was yeah well like, you know I mean, like they went into turn in one, one for P1 and 2 yeah, didn't they but
2: when when Max and Lewis were scampering off into the distance um, he had a massive wear line on his tyres where he'd already fucking cooked his tyres and I just don't think he was capable of going quicker than he did did t- t- that weekend.
0: No, Wireline's um, no. Be out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the um, I
1: I think Mercedes calculated that race and were quite happy for Max to win it. I think they calculated that race to make sure Ferrari weren't ahead of them. And when the Red Bulls got in the mix, they were just like, Oh yeah, yeah, oh, that's, fair, fair enough. No the Red Bulls that, were in, in in a run. So long as we finish ahead of both Ferraris, that's fine. Hmm.
2: But don't forget, he did try and race Lewis as well, and it just didn't work, and then he, he was gone. You know, he tried to get past Valtteri. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was, there was nothing down for team orders and stuff. So he's, he's clearly allowed, like, the reins are off him to try and race now the Drivers' Championship's done. But he was just nowhere fucking near him.
3: Well, I think he will, be, will have been allowed to race in the first couple of laps mm-hmm. till things shook out, and then they've said, right, now your job's to hold everyone
1: else up yeah and as i say i'm pretty sure that they mercedes were happy enough that ferrari just had a worse day than them because it meant they won the constructors title they didn't i don't think they even really were that bothered that red bull were you know potentially on for a one two finish at one point Mm. there's just so long as they kept ferrari behind them in that race i I just i do
2: not i don't believe given the the season that bottas has had that mercedes would have Still number two to him now. Lewis as world champion because what that would have, what that's going to do for them going into next year. To be perfectly honest, they need Bottas to do a Rosberg. They needed him to win the last two races to pick himself up going into next season. Um, He he still looks like a broken man. He doesn't look like he deserves to be in a top team. I I don't. He's
0: he's even in danger of finishing fifth in the drivers' championship. There's only three points between Bottas and Verstappen now. Yeah.
2: I mean, let's face it, like, Kimi has been much better than Bottas this year, you know, for yes. consistency. Mm. Uh, and again, I'm fucking saying it again, who's... Who, who Kimi's I,
1: been better than Seb at points
0: this yeah, year. Yeah, no,
2: no, but I I can't believe I'm going to say this again. Um, the guy that I, I now think might be Formula 1's best pundit, Mr. Julian Palmer. Quarter uh,
0: of the weekend from him coming up.
2: Yeah, um, like, he he turned he turn around when he was talking about Bottas... Uh, Oh, fucking hell, that's... Where is my fucking head today? Where's it gone? I don't know. Fuck it. Palmer F- said
0: something about Bottas.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've forgotten where his, where, where his thing was. I'll remember in a second. Carry the, on.
0: The best, the best thing I heard Jolion Palmer say this weekend was um, at the start of FP1 mm-hmm. when they were talking about um, drivers being able to adapt to changing conditions that they always get in Brazil. Mm. And he just came up with a very subtle there's lots of differing intelligence levels up and down the grid. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is true. Has it, come, has it come back to you yet?
2: Don't try and blame the dead R and me then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'll, 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 I'll add it some sort of clanking cog noises in. Yeah,
2: I just, can't, I don't, I don't understand like what Bottas is going to do
1: moving forward. So the driver's championship is Hamilton Vettel. Mm-hmm.
0: Räikkönen, Räikkönen in third, two hundred and fifty-one points. Bottas in fourth, two hundred and thirty-seven. Verstappen so he's in fourth. Verstappen in fifth on two hundred and thirty-four. So he's fourth, possibly fifth. Can Ricardo catch him and pass him? Uh, Sorry. no. Ricardo's on one hundred and fifty-eight. He ah. he's sixth.
2: I, I've I just remembered what the th- what what the point Palmer pointed out was. Uh, he said with Vettel and Kimi ahead of him, it's it's not Mercedes that have won. The Constructors World Lewis Championship. Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton has won the Constructors World Championship this year.
1: Mm. We've seen that before, haven't we? With yeah. with with drivers winning, mm. winning the Constructors Championship for their
0: teams. But yeah, um, or in the in the case of McLaren in 2008, Kovalainen losing the Constructors mm. Championship for them. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. I must I must
2: say as well, it does show that the um, idea of Lewis switching off now he's won the World Championship, and that w- it was right what we were sort of suggesting last year that this is a different Lewis Hamilton. Dan, yeah, called,
1: Dan
3: it. called it. Dan,
0: you called it. It was just the last
3: few races where the championship was up for grabs and he was so relaxed. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's got his head in the right place. Mm-hmm. I, I will be uh,
1: pretty surprised if he doesn't win next year. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think he's come over the crest of the hill. Not not like literally over the hill. I think he's come over the crest of, of a hill and he's looking. he's looking down and he's like, I could see Michael Schumacher's records. I from think here. you're right. Yeah, yeah. He,
0: he more or less said more or less said that this week. Um, he said that yeah, Schumacher's records are retainable. Yeah, mm. I could see 91 race wins. What's he on now?
1: 80, not 82 race wins. He's on 82 poles now, something ridiculous like that. 73 race wins. He's mm. 18 away or something. Would well, you not remember when he equaled Ayrton uh,
2: Senna for world championships? He actually he said like the the day he won the world championship in the pit lane when they asked how it fe- felt, he said to equal his hero. He said, it's just really bizarre. He said, I actually don't know what I do from here. He you goes know, as far yeah. there. Mm. And then the year after, he, he lost, it lost to, Rosberg, yeah. to Rosberg. And I can't... I think that's the best thing that ever happened to Lewis Hamilton, weirdly. Probably. But I can't help but feel that he needed that lost year to refocus himself. Yeah. And like, right, okay, I did that. Now it's time for me to leave the sport with a legacy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 72 wins, 133 podiums and 82 pole positions. Mm -hmm. 82 pole, that's just mental, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, 82 pole positions from 228 starts. Yeah. And what was it?
1: Something like that That was the 99th race of the turbo hybrid era and Lewis Hamilton's won 50 of them. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So no matter what happens in Abu Dhabi, at the end of the season, Hamilton has won half of all the races in the last for four seasons, five seasons? Just
2: a quick, well, a quick one. If Lewis five. Hamilton... Yeah, five. If, if Lewis Hamilton was to leave Mercedes in, 20, uh, in for 2021 and to go to Ferrari, because I still don't believe he's going to retire from Formula 1 without driving for Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Would he be the first driver to win World Championships for three separate constructors?
1: No. Juan Manuel Fangio won for Maserati... Alfa Romeo, I think, and Mercedes. Right, okay. I think. you gonna make so, so that's
0: funny, another yeah. record he could take. He could, yeah. yeah, he he could, equal, yeah. A...
1: But uh, yeah, I.
0: But he's always. Fangio, going... Fangio's second championship was won for Maserati and Mercedes.
1: He for both, he drove for both. both. teams, yeah.
2: It's mm, interesting.
0: Actually, Alfa Romeo, Maserati, Mercedes, and Ferrari. Oh,
1: right, oh well, four then. Four. Mm. Yeah, five championships in four cars.
0: Yeah.
2: But i do i can see i can see uh Lewis leaving mercedes at the at the beginning i i suppose it depends what what people are saying, but he, you know yeah we'll see
3: it, it it depends what's on the table, not just in terms of rules regulations terms of, and stuff yeah uh, you've got a does man the there. car look better mm. does it suit what he wants to do with mm. his life
1: better yeah, you've got a man there who wants to be at the front there all yeah. the time yeah. Right up until... Yeah, like, yeah. You know, well, I think you've got an entire grid who want to be right at the front yeah. all the time. Yeah, but he, you, you know he can do it. Yeah, mm. he, he knows he can do it. And with this strange sort of mental attitude that he's got now, because we've seen pissy Lewis, haven't we? Young yeah. Lewis was pissy Lewis. Mm. Yeah, And the way he was talking to Max Verstappen in the cool-down room, it was almost like he was talking to like a younger version of himself. Like, no, 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 don't do that. Because... Do you not
2: think that's slightly psychological? I don't. I don't think that he was. This. This is what I think is weird about him saying, "Oh yeah, well, you know, you should have hung back." He's telling the young upstart guy, "Yeah, you, you should. You should probably drive a little bit slower." No, um, I don't think so. I think it's.
1: it's, it's I don't think
2: it's guidance. I think it's him. It's him being the elder statesman. Like, look, I'm. I'm the man around here, and you should, yeah. probably, you should probably listen to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah no, yeah. No
1: doubt yeah. that it's that, but I don't think he's trying to outfox Verstappen unless he genuinely believes Verstappen's a contender for next year.
2: Oh, I, th- I don't know if he thinks he's a contender for next year, but I think he thinks he might be a contender in the future.
1: Mm. He's got to be more consistent there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: There's always a faster gun.
2: Hey, yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, I'm not stupid as well. There was definitely a time when we said this about Lewis Hamilton.
0: Yeah, when oh, he yeah.
2: was when he was crashy, Lewis.
1: Yeah, but he, Lewis. Ne- think difference is Lewis nearly won a world championship in his first year and yeah. then won it in his second yeah, year. Yeah. So. And we did say, you know, will he ever win another championship? Turns out he did all right, actually. Yeah, he did okay. <laughs> he had
2: a few few wilderness years. Yeah, it's weird though, isn't it? That it it seems like almost out of the blue that he's ended up being the driver that could take Schumacher's um, uh, like record because he took his race seat. Eh? Well, yeah. there, there, but there was a time where where Vettel rattled off four championships in a row. You, if someone turned around and said lewis hamilton or vettel who's going to beat schumacher's record you'd have vettel. stuck all yeah, your money yeah. on vettel what? yeah oh, no, every not, single penny not just that
1: but at the end of the 2013 season when when um you know hamilton had just you know hamilton had just done his first season at mercedes and i think he won one race yeah. and that was his only podium of the mm. year as well um and you said right which one of the two of them is going to be the first to five world championships You'd be like, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You'd be like, that's a stupid question. Well, the thing was when Vett- Clearly not Lewis Hamilton. When
0: Vettel went to Ferrari, it's like, oh, God, it's going to be the Schumacher thing all over again, <laughs> but this time it's somebody who's already won the last four.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> would you like some nice tasting glass with that comment? Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but Yeah. You would, you know, wouldn't you? I could, I, it still feels to me like yesterday... When that moment in Singapore when Lewis was leading in the McLaren and his car went bang on him and he got out of the car and he, d- and he just looked at it yeah, and he looked at it and then he dropped his head and he walked off shaking. Mm. And to, I remember thinking at the time, that's not a happy Lewis Hamilton. I wonder if he'll leave McLaren. And I thought, no, okay, he won't leave McLaren. Yeah. And then like the next week or two weeks after, it was just like it was announced that he was going to Mercedes. It was just like, what? What? Yeah,
2: yeah, it was a crazy, crazy call. But I, I remember thinking uh, with Schumacher when, when Schumacher retired, or, or when he even got his seventh world championship, he thought to himself, Well, I will never see that be broken, that yeah, record. Yeah. yeah. And there's, you know, it's, it's not just the fact that it might be broken, there's a realistic chance that before the new regulations are done, we'll see it equaled. Yeah, you because know, that that's what it'll take on it. So you can equal it by twenty twenty if to, the new
0: regulations come in. If if twenty twenty one doesn't happen in twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty one has to happen in twenty twenty one. Because that's how numbers work. Yeah, but the regulations <laughs> <really>. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so why was there only one shark in Jaws two?
2: <laughs> no, but seriously, like um 2021's rule regulations have to come in. Because otherwise Formula One is going to find itself on the back foot and looking old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does need... It does need, I won't say a complete reboot, but...
2: No, but it it reminds me of, and it's a strange comparison, it reminds me of Snooker before Barry Hearn took over. (laughs)
1: I don't know what you're talking about. So, no, okay. it's it's a game yeah. where there's a big table and <laughs> you put lots of balls across the table. But that's not important right now. Well, no, I the, vaguely understand snooker.
2: Before, before uh, you know Barry Hearn, don't you, the promoter?
1: Yeah, vaguely.
2: Well, he uh, snooker was like declining in audiences. Um, Only it, one tournament on TV a yeah, year. Yeah, one tournament on TV a year. It it looked
1: like. Um, An old man's sport. It
2: still, yeah, it still looked like it did when Alex Higgins was playing, even like down to the TV graphics and stuff mm. like that. Barry Hearn came in and t- took it over, and the first thing he did was sort the arenas out and make them look better, light them better. He made the uh, matches shorter to to match people's modern attention spans
0: well yeah what was it the world championship used to be the final used to be first to 31 yeah
2: yeah crazy really
0: yeah, yeah isn't yeah. it 13 it
2: used to go like, oh, no it was first
0: to 17 so first yeah. to 17 yeah. but yeah it used to be it used to be nearly twice that yeah.
2: it used to go on for two days and the and the uh, and don't forget the the sessions as well would go on to like four o'clock in the morning sometimes mm. you shouldn't f- sleep halfway through a final that's no, just wrong no. <laughs> um uh, even down to let like you say there's now there's more televised tournaments the um the prize money is being worked out differently with uh, so now the
0: rankings are down to they had like a crazy set out
1: a world rankings thing as well was that was that him that the, world ranking, the world rankings the world rankings have already
0: been there yeah. but he's they're now worked out differently and yeah, yeah. It's, all... it's
2: on it's on earnings through the through the tournaments now, yeah isn't
0: it it's still sort of slightly weighted towards the world championship getting you double points yeah. but that's only to yeah, be yeah. only to be understood. Right, I think I know who you mean. There. Yeah,
2: but it's it feels And it's,
0: his son's the boxing promoter that always turns up at the big fights and has only got yeah. one mixtape that he plays before like, every <laughs> fight.
2: Yeah, but it, it feels like a similar thing where you've had a guy in who was an aging promoter that had had hold of something, and it's I mean not that Barry Hearn's are any spring chicken. But uh, but But he was springier and
0: chickenier at the time.
2: Yeah, but and it feels like somebody needs to come in and go right, fucking, let's get this shit sorted out. The only issue I have, and as much as I love and love Ross Brown for what he's done and respect him, you know, for for everything he's done for the sport, I still can't grasp having an old person come in to take an old person's job to try and modernise the sport.
0: I still think Ross Brown's in there because it's better for him to be on the inside of Formula One making the rules because he was always the expert oh, at yeah. stretching them. But do you not feel that he should be on an advisory panel? And
2: I, I personally think that when the when the talk was going on about Christian Horner taking a more of a Bernie role, I think that might have been the move. For the gut, for the guy to no, do it. I think, it. No, I I think
1: I, when Liberty took over, I think it was very clever of them to get Ross Braun in, a man who's well known in. the Oh sport, no, I think uh, yeah, I for. think it's
2: right for him to be involved. Because, but,
1: I, but he should. Who would be? He, who would he be advising? That's the thing.
2: Christian Horner.
1: Mm, Christian Horner is still boss of Red Bull. No, yeah, he might not he, have wanted to become would, Bernie. I, I, I think with,
2: I think he did want to become Bernie. There was far too many meetings with him sat next to Bernie, like there were pictures that were taken through glass for this to be an accident, you know, with no other team bosses there around. There were also
0: far too many. I can neither confirm nor deny yeah. that I'm in negotiations. And when,
2: you, when, you, when your age can go into somebody else's age as a whole number six or seven times, it's very difficult for you to be best friends.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: tell, tell, that, that <laughs> tell that to your cat. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that might be the problem, that he was Bernie's appointed oh, successor. Oh, probably, yeah, yeah. Liberty probably. didn't see things that way.
2: Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Ross Braun has uh, all the goodwill in the world and he'll probably do a very good job. But I do And you, you wonder, definitely
3: need a Ross Braun type who
2: understands where the loopholes and where the teams are going to find them.
3: And, and understands the effects of squeezing the front wing by five millimeters and yeah. allowing or disallowing barge boards to bend over a bit and things yeah. like that and what it's going to do to overtaking and what it's going to do to how you can Yeah, a man who
1: has designed cars in the past, yeah. you know, yeah. And I don't think Christian Horner would have that.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, oh, that, that's why I think Ross Brawn should definitely be there, like, it's in some capacity. But I wonder whether, only, only because he's been so embedded in Formula One for so long, and people that have been in that position,
1: I think it takes rarely
2: want change.
1: Yeah, I think it's good as well that Ross Brawn had some time away from Formula One before he came That's back. That's a very
2: good
3: point.
1: A Christian Horner going straight from being Red Bull boss to being in charge of making the rules might have been a bit shit. Yeah. It, it'd be what? a
3: bit like going from Brabham to being
1: making all in the rules. Yeah. yeah, But that was forty years ago. Thirty, 30 yeah, thirty. thirty-eight yeah, years many, ago.
0: Many, yeah. Uh, right then, driver of the day. Danny Ricardo for me.
2: Danny Ricardo. Toss one up. of the Red Bulls.
0: Toss up for me between. Oh no! I'd like to change. Toss my up vote. for me between Danny Ricardo and Kimi.
2: Um, I think my driver of the day was Valtteri Bottas for continuing to prove me right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hero and Honor, villain. Honorable mention for a hero for me then. In that case, Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Villain. Valtteri
2: Bottas for wasting a Mercedes seat and hero, Valtteri Bottas, for continuing to
0: prove me right. You turned into some massive Bottas fanboy. <laughs> a villain... <laughs> but it's what, so
2: meta.
1: <laughs> whatever the gremlins were going on in Sebastian Vettel's car because we were promised a Vettel-Hamilton fight and again we didn't get it.
0: Oh yeah, but he had something rattling around between his legs at one point.
1: And That was an FP2. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not what you think it is. No. It's down by my feet, and if it was that long, <laughs> I'd be proud. I think <laughs> he
2: said. <laughs> uh, maybe what was for, right, around his feet was his fucking move to Ferrari and the the future he had planned for himself.
0: Who's your hero Villan villain, Paul? Um, hero, I'm going to say Danny Rick is the hero mm-hmm. for being Danny Rick. Being Danny Rick, just getting it from 11th to 4th. Villain... Finishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, finishing in a Red Bull that didn't blow up. Yeah. Villain... Um, who, um, whoever didn't tighten the screws on Ericsson's diffuser. I think I'd go for... Or whoever loosened the screws on Ericsson's diffuser. May have been Ericsson. I think <laughs> I'd go for
3: Ricciardo as the hero and for Verstappen and Ocken as joint villain because That's, that should have been... A brilliant race with nothing overshadowing it,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Verstappen should have been, you know, taking his second win in a row. We would have been like, wow, Max is sort of coming of age now, isn't he? You know, proving he's a real good racing driver. I suppose the other and, reason could and be and Mercedes are a world, a world champions and constructors, everyone's happy, but it wasn't the case. After the other reason Max could be a villain is because after the first shove,
2: Ocon's chin was totally exposed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm trying to, find, trying to find the predictions
1: Brendan Hartley did well didn't he getting, in, getting involved oh no no wait no he didn't no. <laughs> no, no. Brendan Hartley turned round and yeah. then walked off <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right our predictions um, I think actually the
1: only driver to go up to them was Valtteri Bottas yeah but uh, he, he was just watching for a little yeah. while
2: <laughs> well, Bottas turned up a little bit slow. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs>
0: keep keep talking. the uh, The website's not loading. Oh, uh,
2: see if he hadn't Bottas, said that. Bottas, if hadn't
0: said that oh that wait, the far. the website's
2: Valtteri Bottas. Oh, uh, for all the other for all the listeners, if they want to listen to more podcasts, uh, they can go and listen to Musty Audio <laughs> right now. Uh, must no, see- no,
0: no, wait until the don't end do, of the this- podcast Don't do it, don't no, do it right but- now, we've still, got, we've still got the news and the games yeah,
2: must, see, must see audio of uh, No, people turn off for that, so I want this in now um, Must see audio is now a network where there is stock Continue, which you can go and look for which is a video game podcast There is Must see audio, the show which is the talk show podcast and uh, there's a patron with like loads of other extra shows, so just but, search Musty Audio and go and check it. But of out.
0: course, the main Patreon show that you need to look for is our patron show, Patreon.com/slash Three Legs them. Four Wheels, <laughs> where um, it was a, it was a good one this week. I thought so. Yeah. Mm. Find out what I can and can't do with a passport. Yep. Find out what we all did this weekend. Yeah. Right, predictions for Brazil. Uh, I I was wrong on all counts. Chris, you went for a Bottas win. No. Hamilton second. No. Vettel third. One point. Yeah. Dan, a Hamilton win. Vettel second and Verstappen third. Four points. Made some ground up. Lee, a Hamilton win. Mm -hmm. Bottas second. Vettel third. Three points for you. I went for a Verstappen win. Nearly. Mm. Vettel second and Raikkonen third. And Sean went for a Vettel win, Verstappen second, and as third, three points. So, with one race to go, Dan, you're on 52 points.
3: How many can you get at one race? Nine.
0: Nine. You're in, nine, you're officially out of the running. Chris, you're on 54 points. You are officially out of the running as well. Am I? Yes. Uh. Lee, you and Sean are both on 58 points. And... I am on at 64. Should be, should be doing and dusted, really. You'd think so. You, yeah. ne- you, need, to, uh, you need to outscore me. Mm, yeah, should be done and dusted. Need, you need snookers. <laughs> <laughs> so, one race, so, one race to go in. Uh, so, in technically, Gabby. I can still come second. Technically, technically, second is completely up for grabs mm. between all five of us. But it's a three-way fight for the win. Mm-hmm. Um, on the listeners' prediction league... Nobody, nobody got a maximum score again. Um. Oh, I'd just like to point out something whilst we talk,
1: whilst you're having a look at that. William Hill allowed me to bet on a three-way, on a a three-accumulator thing of pole, fastest lap, and race win for Lewis Hamilton at eleven to one, and they allowed me to bet ten minutes after he got pole. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> <That's> unusual. <laughs> so he'd already got Paul, which nullified the, the bets for everyone else at that point. <laughs> did so you bet I, on it?
0: Did you do it? I bet on it, yeah. 11 get, to 1 Did you get he, the money? No, because he didn't get the fastest lap. Piss it. Well, Bottas got, got the fastest lap in the end. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, on our listeners' prediction league, four people got seven points out of a possible 11. Wow. Uh, Andy Hicks, Jennifer Muller, Jake Whitlock, and Kara Heaney. Well done to all of them. Yep, still Bjorn Vonderhoff is the only person to get the full house
3: mm.
0: of uh, top three, fastest lap and pull. Do it again for Abu Dhabi, and I think we've got it sort of down to uh, working now how we're going to run it for next season for the full year with prizes. Yes. Mm. There will be there will be prizes for this. But have an, go to the website, three and and have a look on the game section, put your predictions in for Abu Dhabi and uh, see how you compare against mm. us and everyone else. Do we have some news? Why not? We've kind of already touched on the first story, but let's, let's go into it in some detail. Some further detail, or what further detail we've got, because it's Alonso taking on the Indy 500 again. Mm. With but McLaren. But this time it's going to be McLaren with Andretti support, not an Andretti with McLaren support. But that's going to be Honda-engined, isn't it? I think it's going to be a McChevy. It can't be Honda-engined after all of the fallout between McLaren and Honda. And Honda saying that they won't put an engine behind Fernando Alonso while he's still driving for Toyota, which he will be doing at right the same up time. until after, because the WEC season finishes at Le Mans, which is after Indy.
2: Mm. Uh, well, I mean, surely the answer here is who supplies engines for Andretti? Honda. Honda. Probably be Honda then. They're not, not going to bolt a Chevy into an Andretti just for McLaren. The, oh. They would
0: probably,
3: yeah, prefer to... Supply Andretti than they would mm. to How not you, supply well, Alonso. Well, don't, don't
0: forget this is actually going to this is actually going to be McLaren that are behind this with just a little bit of support from Andretti. When, so are Renault going to provide? Do it? we see Renault in IndyCar? No. no. Tag Hoyer. I, I think there's Tag much, Honda. I think there's more a chance. A Kimoa engine.
2: <laughs> I think there's more chance of them running a Honda engine, but it just being a McLaren. Joe, you know, like a, a yeah. Honda Badgers a McLaren. If they if there's the, that
0: I don't actually th- I don't actually think they do that in IndyCar. What yeah, but
2: quite why. I, I I know I know this might have been said, but I don't believe that if that is the if the option is all of a sudden there to stick your engine on Alonso's car going into IndyCar, I don't see I they they will do that. Of course they will. Like the the eyes of the fucking world were on Alonso in qualifying. Like, did you see the pictures from the from the like pit lane? Yeah, you know, when he, when he went out yeah. to do his qualifying laps, oh, yeah. it was like something from a fucking action film. Everybody stopped and watched. It was crazy. Yeah, and I don't believe it, anyone anyone with a brand would not want to stick their name upon that car. It's going to turn the Indianapolis is going to turn into the Alonso show again this year. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, somewhere. completely. Yeah. Marcus yeah. oh, Ericsson. <clears throat> <laughs> that would be highly amusing. <laughs> or, or Max Chilton. <laughs> that would be high strangeness. <laughs>
0: he nearly won it. Was it last year or the year before? It was, yeah, the, year yeah, bef- yeah. It was the year before when Alonso was yeah, in it. Yeah. It was it was leading with about twelve laps left, but then had to make another pit stop. Yeah.
3: So Takuma Soto won. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I don't know what to think
1: about McLaren entering the indie. Just for Alonso, it's It's almost a bit. It almost stinks of. He's
0: just going to hang about a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I th-
2: still think there's a chance of him coming back into Formula
0: One with McLaren if they can get the shit together. I I think this is this is the ultimate in him leaving his options open because if this works yeah. out to be a success, mm-hmm. and McLaren on the F1 side don't improve as much as he wants them to improve in 2019. Then there'll be a McLaren entry in the whole Indy season with Alonso driving.
2: I don't think Alonso cares about winning the, Ind- uh, the- winning the Indy championship. He I th- cares about the triple crown. Yeah, he cares about yeah. the triple crown. I think if he cared about um, if he cared about winning the Indy World Championship, he would be driving in an Indy car all next year.
0: I think I think next year next year is just going to be one-off guest appearances. In anything and everything, probably see him doing Dakar or something.
2: Uh, I think, still think there's a chance he ended up in a Formula E car for for the whole whole Formula E season next year. Uh, I think he'll be doing a championship, like a proper championship in something.
1: But he's WEC right up until yeah, June. Yeah, but, but I mean,
2: he's still in that, isn't he? Oh, he said that's something he's doing right now. But I think he'll be there'll be something else
0: he'll do. Oh, it's the uh, it's the eight hours of Shanghai this weekend. Mm-hmm. Which most of it's on Eurosport, but they're cutting away for an hour for the Macau F3 race.
2: I find it massively interesting Anyone that interesting? He's, still, he's still under the um, McLaren banner.
1: I also find it interesting that Sergio Sete Camaro has joined the McLaren
0: um, yeah. McLaren family. Yeah. Um, Well-timed announcement. Just round about the, round Grand about the Brazilian Grand Prix. Grand Prix. And if you saw, saw, uh, saw his press conference, hmm. just after they, uh, well, when they announced it officially... I've not seen that bigger press audience for a reserve driver.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, his test and development is he even mm. reserve driver for next year?
0: Um, I th- he may be reserve driver because he, he will have the super license points for it. Yeah. Mm.
1: But he's, um, he's quite far off uh, in, in F2, isn't he? He's nowhere near the top at the moment. Mm. I don't think so, but. So probably the, another year in F2.
3: The drives he's been putting in have been. Good and solid, and when people aren't talking about uh, Norris, Norris Alban, yeah, Markalov, Russell, then it's been Sergio Sete
2: Camera.
0: Hmm. Well, I think he's, he's he is fourth at the minute, isn't he? But he's, be, he's been about for a
2: while in GP2, hasn't he? A
0: couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
2: it, he wouldn't be the first GP2 driver that gets snaffled up by a Formula One team that never
0: actually makes it to Formula One and just. Oh, of course, yeah. Is he taking over from Nick DeVries? Because there's I mean, rumors. Room... Nick DeVries is off, isn't there's, he? There's rumours about mm-hmm. Nick DeVries going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Again, he's another one that's being linked with one of the Ferrari simulator roles. Yeah.
2: Maybe. Got, I mean
0: he's got plenty of sim experience in McLaren because we've never let him near a car. I suppose <laughs> I suppose it
2: makes sense, doesn't it? Like them all the big teams taking on um like extras extra sim drivers. Because if you when you're going into like what we're thinking of is going to be rule changes. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Mm. But uh, with limited testing, the more sim drivers you have doing stuff, the fucking better it's going to be. Like the- Especially
3: when you can't do wind tunnels, you can't exactly. do CFD. Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't think
1: there's no restrictions on simulators that I'm no, aware no. of. Is there anyone interested in doing the Macau Grand Prix, Paul? had a look at I the, the there? I am
0: just trying to find out who is in the F3 race. Mick Schumacher is uh, a... Let's have a look. Uh, Red Bull Junior, Dan Tictum. Uh, Mick Schumacher will be racing for Prima. Um, Alex Palau, who is usually mentioned with... Um, Moving up to F2 or GP3, Harry or ne- F3. Harry Newey. Uh, <coughs> Callum, Callum, Callum Islet's it. going to be racing as well. Oh, Callum Islet. Um, Jake Hughes, that's a name that's not cropped up for a few months. Mm. Uh can't see any of the Neweys in there. There is an Ericsson. There's a Sarto. That's oh, no, that's all the crashes, isn't it? <laughs> no. Oh, Ericsson... Uh, yeah. Joel Erickson is the younger brother of racing driver Jimmy Erickson, who raced in the G, uh, 2016 GP2 yeah, season.
3: This is an Erickson with a K, not a C. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, how about uh, Arthur Leclerc? Is he, is he here or is he...? Nope, can't uh, can't see him. But, yeah, the, um, Macau's usually an interesting race. Cause Dan Tickton won it last year when he was in when he was in fourth going in at the start of the last lap because everybody crashed out on the last call. Yeah, and Landon Norris finished second. Yes. <laughs> um, not be, not, be, not it's on first thing Sunday morning, or third thing if you will Lee and get up at, well, when most people are going to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have a look. What else have we got? So the rumours about are going to Williams. Well, at he was... Sports say that is practically a done deal with only a few few little things to sort out. Shall he was we offered... pause,
3: pause for a second for the drop-in?
1: <laughs> he was offered two roles. He was offered a role at Ferrari, and he was offered a role at Williams. The role at Ferrari was to be reserve driver for next year, which probably means he won't get to drive the car ever. The role, unless Vettel rage quits, yeah, or Leclerc is terrible. We don't think that's going to happen either.
3: Might do. He's only just ahead of Marcus mm. Ericsson, who <laughs> last year Lee said was
1: barely a driver. <laughs> In fact, Erickson qualified ahead of Charles Leclerc, so um his best option is a race seat at Williams, isn't it? Just in case that Williams is is better next year. I,
3: I don't think any driver on the grid would take a reserve slot for Mercedes or Ferrari
1: over, over an a, actual a race seat. Race seat. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good good call, and this is the this is the movie, isn't it? If it if it happens, if it, if we get if we wake up tomorrow and it's Williams confirmed Kibitza for twenty nineteen, I
2: don't think it's a good idea. Yeah,
1: but yeah, but it's the movie, though, isn't it? But um,
2: I do believe it. He deserves the chance, Joe. Yeah, you know, I think the the effort that's been put in for him to get back to the position to do what he's doing, I think it will be crushing for anybody to not to not be given the opportunity. I'd prefer to see it happen and not work out than if not happen, not happen yeah, and wonder what if. Uh, yeah, so the, the, even the even the most cynical, horrible part of me can't fucking back. That's yeah. all of him, you. Most of me, yeah, <laughs> uh, can't like back. A, like him not getting a drive. i will be yeah. interested to see what's going to go on.
1: Yeah, the we know he can drive. We know he can put fast laps in. We know he can do it over the, the the course of a grand prix. He's done it in, in testing. He did two two. When he was with Renault, yeah, he did two we lots we don't, of Grand Prix We don't distance. know what
2: we don't we don't know what the fuel loads were. No, or... but
1: he did two lots of Grand Prix distance. So regardless of speed, he but was it able. It wasn't was it was in... that
2: it wasn't one go though, was it? Yeah. He didn't he, did, he didn't do a whole race distance. He did two whole races twice. Distances. Yeah, but I thought that was over. That that was with stops in the middle.
0: No, well pit stops. With, yeah, with, with racing pit oh, stops. All right, okay. Mm. Yeah, you know, he ran a, he ran a double race then. Yeah, and. Um,
1: my only question over over Robert Kubica is what happens if he gets into a racing situation, much like the two Renaults were mm-hmm. this, you know, this weekend in Brazil where they were side by side. Is he able to put the input into the steering wheel at such reactions? He can drive a car around a circuit. Yeah. That's it's, not a problem.
0: It's drive by wire. They can alter. They can alter the force on there. I think he's got. He's got the capabilities to do it. I want to see him back. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying oh, let's not do this because he's injured. I want to see him back because there will be movies made about this. And I mean, don't don't forget, since since he started racing again, he's been um, he was doing rallycross, and it's harder to turn a rallycross car than it is to turn a Formula One car. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Because and, you know, you're driving without the same amount of power steering on dirt.
1: Yeah, and the um, the three legs, four wheels movie, as we've discussed in in, in the past, does yeah. does finish with Robert Kubica pulling his visor down with his good hand over, over his face in, in, in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he did it with his not strong <laughs> hand, you know, he won't just hit himself in the face. <laughs> Fortunately, he'll be wearing a
2: helmet. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I, I hope, I hope he gets a drive. It's going it, to, again, if if nothing else, it's another story oh, going into next season.
0: he's guaranteed to get a drive. Why? He's been on the show this year. Thanks to, Oh, yeah, he has. Yeah. Thanks to our friends at uh, UK Motor Talk who uh, managed to get an interview with him for the podcast. So George at- Russell on the show, 2019 Formula One driver. Yeah. Lando Norris on
1: the show, 2019 Formula One driver. Robert Kubica on the show.
0: Could we be three from three? Dave DiDario on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I still think we'll see him on the grid come 2021. <laughs> F- In facts are like
2: people. We only like some of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hang on boys. Is Lewis Hamilton on the
1: show? Yeah. That's he's he's definitely out. a Formula One driver. <laughs> didn't work out too, ba- too, ba- too, bad- too bad, too bad, too badly for him, did it? What about Bottas? Well, he's, he's on <laughs> the grid next year. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: he, he's on the And grid. that's
2: no small miracle, if we're perfectly honest. <laughs>
1: Probably a good idea. Good job we didn't get Marcus Eriksson on the show, really,
2: isn't it? Oh, see, could have got Joe Poe. He could still be there. Mm, Doing the grid
0: walk. (laughs) Technically on the grid. Mm, I think that might have ruined our statistics.
2: Yeah, we should show up now.
0: (laughs) Tell you what, we'll move on. Haas have announced Pietro Fittipaldi as the test driver. For 2019. For 2019, um, looks like they have dispensed with the s- services of passionate Italian American Santino Ferrucci because he appears to have just disappeared. Good, see you later, you yeah. strange, rude man.
2: Gone, gone.
0: Bye. And um, Ferrari will also be testing in the post-season okay. Pirelli test at Abu Dhabi alongside George Russell, who will be driving a Williams for the first time,
1: and yeah. Latifi, who will be driving a Force India. Yeah. Again, but he's also—is he doing FP1 in Abu Dhabi as well? I think Latifi? he is. Yeah,
0: I think I think teams are now looking at Latifi as, or Force India are looking at Latifi as a standby just in case something happens with one of their drivers. I'm not saying which. Well, I've only got one driver at the moment. Mm,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there
0: is that. We've already spoken about this. <clears throat> but yeah, it'll be good to see Fittipaldi on the on the grid at some point in the future. Hope so. It'll Be good. Well, how's he done in the junior formula? He's been uh he was, Ferrari junior, isn't he? Yeah, he was mm-hmm. doing WEC and that's where he had the that's where he had the crash where he broke his legs in right. Spa. Um he's been racing in IndyCar as well and he's not actually been all that bad.
1: Mm. He's he's only about 18, 19, isn't he? Like that. Yeah, he's
0: had but he's had a he's had a couple of IndyCar races and Yeah. I think he's he's all right. His name has got him Allegro. Yeah. But his ability... Does he kept... have a
1: Brazilian racing licence or an American racing licence?
0: Um, I'm not entirely sure, but he is US-born, so I think he does qualify for a US racing licence. Right. Which has, one, an American driver. Yeah. And that's going to be the best bet. I think he is the best that's available with an American mm-hmm. racing licence. And he is Emerson's grandson? Or... Yes. Right. Got it. You know, otherwise, Emerson really did keep busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: wonder what the chances are of Kubica getting FP1 if he gets signed.
0: Yeah, nobody's made any announcements for uh, FP1 in Abu Dhabi. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're going to see Lando driving one of the McLarens. Yeah, he'll be in something.
1: Yeah, I we'll wonder if George... It depends if George Russell
0: takes one of the Williams. I don't know. George has it. got
2: the young driver test, hasn't he, for them? Yeah,
0: after, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I so. think teams can only ha- replace one driver in FP one. Yeah, don't think, I don't think they replace both races. Uh, no, race yeah, seats. I
2: think you're right. So, but that would make sense if George has got the uh, F, like the young driver test. If and they sign
0: Kubica mm. to get him in FP one. Yeah. Which, by the time you listen to this, may or may not have happened, and I may or may not have done a jump cut. Yeah, it's few- sure,
2: it, sounds, it feels and smells like Tuesday news, doesn't it?
0: It's got, <laughs> it, got it all over. As
3: of- but, al- Although the Kubitson news, he's been about to sign for about six
0: yeah, I months. Yeah, I didn't
1: say what Tuesday.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this time last year it was uh, our Renault going to announce him. Yes. Tuesday yeah. the
1: 24th of October. <laughs> Lousy
0: smart weather. Mm. Hmm. October um, has been and gone, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just leaves one thing, which uh, actually two things. We t- mentioned it briefly, and they're both about world championships. Jensen Button, Super GT champion. Woo! He's still got it. Yep. Even if you even if you can only watch three minutes worth of highlights via YouTube, you can still see that he's still yes, got
2: it. I'm hoping, uh, I think you can watch it live as
1: well on YouTube, can't you? Congratulations, it? Jensen Button and his mm. unpronounceable named teammate. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, I
2: I still hope we you'll end up going to do something like Formula E or something. Be nice to see him back in a
0: well super, a G- super GT is merging with DTM next year, so we could actually see him racing Super yeah. GTM. Yeah. Great, another spot nobody knows how to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say it's on Motors TV, but motor oh, motorsport TV, but that's now shut down. Yeah. So so it, it's, it's, on, it's on a channel somewhere. Yeah. It's I wonder why the phone was ringing earlier. Schrodinger's. Scarb's looking yeah. for a job. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I mean, if, um, if you see Jansen but- but- Button's in DTM next year, there mm. might actually be British coverage mm. of it. Schrodinger's racing, uh, racing series. It's both Gary on Paffet. television and off
2: television at the same time.
0: <laughs> Gary Paffitt's going to Formula E. Gary Paffitt's in Formula E um, yeah. alongside Stoffel. Stoffel Van Dorn. At the uh, HWA home for McLaren not-quite. Yeah, home for <laughs> McLaren not-quite, yeah. And then, of course, there is one other world championship to talk about, Chris. There is. Niall
1: Slim Drew sponsors a car driven by his mate, Ricey, who has won, a, won the Rookie Banger World Championship. Well, hey. So uh, so well done to a regular listener and contributor to the, to the podcast, Niall Slim Drew. You are essentially Dieter Zetcher for mercedes with your mate's banger car because it's got your company's name i on can't it. help but feel that
2: for impact maybe we should have led with this rather than saying it was after the jensen button winning something i think it should have been, <laughs> you think it should have
1: been the top story and opened the podcast with it? Yeah. <laughs> i did actually suggest that i thought we should have opened the podcast with this because
0: it's big news <laughs> Oh, yeah, and there was the other matter of Mercedes winning the Constructors' Championship as well. But That's it,
1: less important yeah. than <laughs> one of our listeners. Yeah, they've done that Playing before. their part in a world championship. Yeah.
0: I think that is all the news that we've got as of 11 o'clock on Monday night, so if there are any jump cuts, you'll have heard my voice with a completely different reverb behind it because I'll yeah. be using a different mic in a different room. And mm-hmm. if you heard that... Ignore everything we just said, apart from the (laughs) Niall Drew thing, of course. Uh, Our analysis was probably spot on, or maybe not. Maybe. Schrodinger's podcast. Yes.
2: Barring barring future jump cuts, shall we total shunt it and go to bed?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think think it should be
1: total shunt time. However, minus the guitar, given the news that Stan Lee died today, I'm going to bring back the total shunt theme tune for one night only. I'm going to drum on my chest because I don't have a guitar. (laughs) Total shunt, total shunt, <laughs> everybody, it's a total shunt. Stanley's dead, this is a tribute, everybody, time for total shunt, look out, it's time for total shunt.
0: I should get a little clip of Stanley in there, just so he gets to do another cameo. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. Or I might have already done it. Or you might have already done it, yeah. Um... I was going to say, how could we visually
1: put him in on the podcast, but that wouldn't work. No. Uh, this week's is in
2: from Nick People. I wonder if that's his real surname. Nick People? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> As in, like, people?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: I, I I hope he's got,
2: like, a small following. He's like, you, come with me. You look like a Nick People. <laughs> is Nick People his name or what he does? <gasps>
0: yeah, he's a, yeah, he's
2: a policeman. <laughs>
3: It sounds like a fake name, like Hugh Mann. It does. <laughs> yeah. Either way,
2: he's managed to get himself on a total shunt. Well done, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Sorry about your name. We'll
0: say thanks for now.
2: Mm. I hope he's not like a people murderer. Maybe he's like, like a
0: Fritz. He's a real
3: people person. Like a Fritz. No, that, that'd be calling him, uh, surely Nick's his name people. there will be Kid Napper.
2: <laughs> That's his worst rap rapper <laughs> ever.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was born... Yes. In
1: 1962. 50-something.
2: 56. My first international race appearance was at the 1982, the Year of Champions, uh, 24 Hour of Le Mans, although I was not allowed to complete due to an illegal car. Oh. Okay. Okay. In modern day, I am recognised more for my role as a team owner rather than a driver.
0: Now bearing in mind for a car That's to be illegal back in nineteen eighty two, it probably had a rocket on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> it had guns. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Fred Nasser? <laughs> um So a team owner
1: team rather owner. than a, known known as a team owner rather than a racing driver. R- what what say fifty-six, one in sixty-two? Yeah. Who's, uh-huh. a, who's roughly 56 years old and owns a, f- a racing team, not necessarily a Formula One team? Gene Haas? Mm. No.
4: Known f- no no for his
1: milling
3: and No, because he's, a, he's, a engin- he's, he's an engineer. And... and started with American Series, so probably yeah. wouldn't have started with Le Mans. I was going to go down the Toto Wolf route, but I wouldn't call him a team owner. How about, I no, also yeah. wouldn't call him 56. I don't know how old he is. He's
1: somewhere between 40 and 60. <laughs> I was going to say Fred Vassar, but again, team boss, not team, team owner. Team principal. Peter Sauber's too old.
0: He's, he's Peter he's, Sauber's in his 70s. Yeah, yeah. Be knocking on the door of 80, I think, mm. Peter Sauber. Uh, too, too, uh, 56, that's too young for Flavio Briatore. Yeah. Um... Schitz owns both... Uh, the Red Bull teams. He's. But in 82, he was a toothpaste salesman. Okay.
2: Working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. <laughs> I
0: that was, that was working was n- as a toothpaste salesman. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 num- that was number one on New Year's Day 1982. Was it? Yes. Then <laughs> I met you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just you rolled me and up and, and squeezed me out. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly about the right age. How old's who, sorry? Graham Graham Harden. of Man of Fame. Won't you
2: drive me? You know that I won't believe you when you say that you won't ride me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you a funny story about that song? It came on on last week on a a random Spotify playlist when um, when we were working in an empty house, a new build, and um, uh, a colleague of mine started singing... Don't you worry, baby? And I was like, well, no. Stop. Words. Yeah. I said, he said, he said, I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Singing the song." I was like, sing the right words. He says, "Like that is the words." Listen. I'm like, no. He's like, come here. I, like, I unlocked his phone and went, "Look, what's the song called?"
2: <laughs> Funny enough, with this conversation, I saw a fucking great advert the other day. You know how they have um, adverts on Plex if you are just like a, a basic subscriber to yeah. this thing. And it was for like a Shazam type thing, right? Okay. And the advert <laughs> had the name of this company said, "If you still think the lyrics are Hold me closer, tiny tiger,' you should probably click this link."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows it's Hold me closer, to Tony Danza.' <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> See the headlights on the highway. <laughs> I'd like a guess. Uh, I think you're you're on you're onto something with Graham. Why? Graham Loudon might be a good shout because yeah. he manages yeah. WEC, still
0: team manager, isn't he? Of, of I mean, he's, he's been around at Manor for God knows how long. Because the yeah, Manor they... is now not Manor there, is it? It's a different Manor. He's been in charge of various manners. It's still named after the estate in Sheffield where they built the first car. Yeah. Shit just got
2: real then because for a split set, I had a different total shunt and I changed my mind before before I started doing it, just in case Flood had seen the one that I had chosen at the beginning of the no, podcast. I hadn't, no. Um, and you almost got the rest of the questions <laughs> for a different total <laughs> <Yeah>. shunt
3: <laughs> That would have been challenging. Yeah, it would have
1: been, yeah. Uh,
2: I have raced against my father, acted as his team, uh, and acted as his teammate
0: for a number of years. So, racing families, we could be looking at some form of Andretti. Yeah, Michael Andretti. Good luck with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who is a team owner? Michael Andretti is a team owner, uh, although he was too young to be in. In Le Mans in '82, in twenty.
3: What? Yeah, but 20 Michael Michael Andrew, and he 20s. wasn't twenty when but, he when
1: yeah. in 1982.
3: But his first, that was his first race appearance, wasn't it? Not where he was. Being yeah,
1: what a team owner? No, Sorry. but I mean, what he, year was he was he born? sixty-two. He was a McLaren yes. driver in '93. He was a Formula One driver in 1993 with McLaren. Yeah, but don't forget. That dri- would have made him 33. It's yeah, possible, drivers,
0: drivers were a lot older back then. Yeah, I guess it's possible. They're even older than that now.
1: <laughs>
0: Rookie drivers <laughs> were a lot older back then. How old was Damon Hill when he uh, finally got into Formula One? He was in his 30s, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. He was 33, I think. Yeah. When he,
2: I was going to say 32, yeah. Was he 36 when he won a World Championship? I think so, yeah. Damn, Damn it, right. too late for me. I just... Um, James Hunt was not known for giving me kind words from his commentary box any driver still sounds raced like, in Formula 1 no, while James Hunt was there
1: still sounds like Michael Andretti to me because Andretti was terrible and James Hunt was quite clear to let rip yeah. that, that Andretti was perhaps the worst driver in <laughs> Formula 1
2: <laughs> I, I have been seen in the F1 paddock multiple times within the past few years
1: I haven't seen Michael Andretti in the Formula 1
2: paddock. And all of a sudden Jerry Halliwell is in the frame.
3: <laughs> she is well known as a team owner.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, 56. That's a bit too young for her, isn't it? <laughs> Ooh, ouch. <laughs> stage age
4: How does it, it feel to, really to be that really side really of an age
0: joke <laughs> <laughs> brings back memories <laughs> just from a long time ago <laughs> yeah i'm still thinking michael
1: andretti yeah although was he in the formula one paddock with mclaren when they were doing the whole indie thing on like two years ago yeah it could well have about well, like a year and a half ago yeah
0: there's a good chance I think we've got another clue before the next guest, haven't
2: we? Yeah. Uh, my father's name is associated with a curse. The, the Andretti, Andretti curse
0: over uh, the Indy 500. Yeah. Was that a thing? That's yeah, a yeah. thing. Oh. And Mario tried to win it how many times? About 38.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that was right, because my dyslexia kicked in for a second. It was one of those moments where I think... I know exactly what these words say, but I don't believe I'm going to say them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Andretti curse. I think we? we're looking at Michael my, uh, Andretti. My father's associated with a crutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're looking at Michael Andretti. Yeah, I think.
2: I would have probably gone for cruise, actually. But, uh, I am one of many drivers to support Marlborough Colours during my stint in Formula One.
1: Michael Andretti. Yep.
2: My son currently drives for my team.
1: Michael whatever Michael Andretti's son is called Michael Mario? Jr. Mario Luigi Despite no, is, it, is
3: it not Mario Andretti? Is he not a racer?
1: Mario Jr. Maybe. I don't know. Mario <laughs> Mario is Michael's dad. Ah.
2: Despite and uh, uh, despite uh, Despite attempts, I have not won the Indianapolis five hundred. Because
0: of the family curse. Yes. Or cruise. Or Cruz. Or crutch. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that last, was that yeah, last that was clue? the last clue. Shall we go for it? Yeah, I think Michael yeah. Andretti. Yeah. Are you
2: Michael Andretti? No surprise, I am Michael Andretti. Yes. Hey. That Thanks, was, Nick. Yeah. That was a
0: good one, Nick. It was Thank a good you. one. And a proper win.
2: It was a proper win. Pro- you had you had that, like, question six.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was good. Right. We, See, we'll... doesn't it feel better when you're not cheating to win? Like we, we never cheat.
2: <gasps> You've, you, you tried to claim a couple, a couple that were undeserving.
0: One letter out is still technically the right answer. Hey,
2: it's just like Stoffel beating a crippled Alonso—a hollow win is what it would have been. <laughs> I just want better from you, and that's why I push.es
0: I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> right, Formula Lee. Um, jump cut for this week's results da-dum, because da-dum, 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 da-dum. I haven't actually put them together yet. And I'm sorry to say that uh, we still haven't got the Formula e results, but they'll be on the website in a day or so's time. And we'll put them out on social media, but uh, keep checking for them. And the final challenge of the season is in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. What cars haven't we had? Most of them, because I think Most we've only done about four races. Maybe we should have a Mercedes, with it being the last race of the season and the Constructors' Championship and all that
2: yeah why not and we might as well have fun with it as well it might as
0: well be dry so thank you (laughs) thanks thanks for that so Abu Dhabi in the dry in a Mercedes and the cutoff is seven o'clock UK time two o'clock Eastern on Monday the 26th of November which is the Monday after the last race of the season and our last race review of the year to be perfectly honest, I, at this time of year, I'm kind of just want to get shut
2: of the season. I want to get shut of the season, and I want to get to testing. <laughs>
1: get shut of the season, and then Christmas, and then testing.
0: Yeah, of course. Christmas, life. when everyone always gets good Formula One Christmas presents. Yeah,
1: fucking love Christmas. Wow. Well,
0: I like Christmas. Yeah, I love Christmas. You started Christmas shopping today.
2: Did you really? Mm. Wow. I do, I started Christmas shopping the other day. Bought myself an iPad
0: i'm not that organized but i saw the uh, coca-cola truck advert for the first time yesterday it's too early for that oh, see it's beginning I, to look a lot like november
2: no i'm i'm because good it is. no I'm, <laughs> I'm good with november i i believe you can you can start getting like pre christmassy early november come the uh like 18th 19th of november all bets are off. I want fucking carols. I want tinsel. No, it's
1: too early. Yeah. No,
0: way too early in our house. Mainly because mainly Sean's birthday is in three weeks. So mm. we don't, nothing Christmassy gets mentioned until after her birthday. The yeah. first it's, of it's December. Not, not
3: Christmas until Blue Peter light the first candle on the Advent crown. Yeah. Do the, they
0: still do that? I
3: yeah. don't oh. <laughs> the, the first yeah, of December not is not the... allowed in the studio now.
1: <laughs> first of December, I think, is the earliest you're allowed to. No, no. Dream. Late, late December.
2: You can you can put
3: your late tree December. Up. Yeah. And well, we Late December, yeah, by late November. all the
1: needles will fall off. Traditionally, it's oh, supposed to be Christmas fuck Eve. Fuck real trees, if you want to follow tradition. I,
3: I, I we used to follow tradition mm. in in my family. Tree um, up on Christmas Eve. Tree up on Christmas Eve. Yeah, but they started being all sold out by yeah
0: by Christmas it's Eve December. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't
2: I don't like using proper Christmas trees. I think it's a waste of paper.
0: Yeah. Plast- plastic Christmas tree and it goes up the Saturday before Christmas. Anyway, mm-hmm. if you want to get in touch with us, um you can email us three legs4wheels at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at three legs4wheels. Already mentioned it before, there's the extra Patreon podcast you can subscribe to. Just go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels and we are grateful for any subscriptions mm-hmm. and donations. That you put in there, every penny of that goes into basically keeping us going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, including um, what we pay to our web host, Cloud Above, who mm-hmm. do an absolutely bang up job. Yep. Because that's how you're able to listen to the podcast. Thank you, Cloud Above. You and guys if, are wonderful. If you want to send in a total shunt, you can do it by. You can
2: send it to at a total shunt.
0: By direct message. By, by direct, direct message, message. Yeah.
2: Or just message me
0: if you want If you want to get in touch with me. And if you want to get hold of the rest of us, I am at Pablo100. I'm at Dan Dankleton mm-hmm. at Flood21. And don't forget the Facebook page and Instagram as well. I think mm-hmm. that's got all the social stuff out the way. I'm going it back has. to being anti-social now. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll be back next week. It'll be a preview of the last race of the season and uh, whatever news comes up in the meantime.
2: Nice. We'll
0: see you next week. Bye-bye. bye Bye-bye.